I believe I have a partial explanation. I've completed my analysis of the anomaly. It appears to be a multiphasic temporal convergence in the space-time continuum. It is, in essence, an eruption of anti-time. Anti-time? A relatively new concept in temporal mechanics. The relationship between anti-time and normal time is analogous to the relationship between anti-matter and normal matter. So, if time and anti-time were to collide, they would annihilate one another. You are erratic, conflicted, disorganized. Every decision is debated, every action questioned. Every individual entitled to their own small opinion. You lack... It will be your undoing. You're really going to try time travel in this rust bucket? We've done it before. Sure, slingshot around the sun, pick up enough speed, you're in time warp. If you don't, you're fried. All right, we'll do it the old-fashioned way. Set a course for Federation Space Warp 13. Warp 13. We can hear your microphone moving around there, Charles. Yeah, well, it's because it's on. A, it's just headphones. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so you're going to get a lot of that. Well, only when you're fucking talking, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it on mute in between. Yeah, I know. Man, I have a goddamn Neve 1073 going into a manly variable mu, and I can't fucking get the shit to fire up. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Oh. I understood nothing in that. all those statements. <laughs> Actually, I guess I, I guess I could do this right now. I understood, god damn it. <laughs> Even though Jared isn't on the call, uh, we've got Chuck Farrell with us. Say hi, Chuck. Hello. We've got Barry Ingram. Evening, everybody. We've got Alan. Because I'm banging those MILFs like the 4th of July, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Mike is, of course, on the call. We're just yeah, waiting here. for Jared. Uh, let's see. Jared just texted me. I can't get this Mac to recognize my mic. I uh, might have to restart it. Doesn't have use it a built-in the, uh, mic. Built use in the mic. one built-in if need be. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could use the built-in mic. Is what they were saying. I don't know if you can hear it. What happened to that goddamn converter I sent him? I don't know, motherfucker. Got burned down. <laughs> I hope not. Alan uh, Jarrett says I am using the fucking converter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can he hear me? <laughs> yeah, he can hear us. We just can't hear him. He's restarting, I think. We just can't hear Jared. You know this is this is great. We've got we've got East Coast with Chuck. We got West Coast right. with Alan. We got Midwest with me and Mike. Hopefully, we get Mountain with uh, Jared. Well, we're gonna have him one way or the other. Yeah. We're rocking this bitch coast to coast. Ladies and we've got <laughs> we've got the, the the South with Barry. Listen to that banjo. That's Star Trek is truly universal. That's right. No, it's just white Americans. <laughs> and now the Germans like it, too. Oh, yeah, the Germans do like it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. Hey, everybody be quiet for a second. Can this you is- hear me now? Oh, Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> on the call. This is terrible. I'm on my phone. Oh. <laughs> has, has you a okay. Skype app. Man. Your friends, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> it's working, so that's all that counts. I guess so, but it's still, you know, I, like I was digging out the microphone and the converter, got it all hooked up, you know, and nothing. And I have no idea. I mean, on Windows, you can like add a microphone. Like it says, do, what, what microphone are you using? 
Apple's like, yeah, no, we got this. It's already set. So <laughs> it's just like it's Apple your, just it's, work for me. My armpit uh, smell. But uh, Jared Formby has joined a call. Say hello, Jared. Hello. Okay. See, we can just start geek fighting now. <laughs> what, what, like, what are we fighting about today? Uh, we uh, this is something that we we teased way back on uh, best time travel movie, but uh, basically this is best Star Trek time travel episodes, movies, uh, the animated series, just that though, no books or anything. Yeah, fuck those books where you can learn to be literate and shit. Fuck that shit, motherfuckers. This is right, non canon for the possible maybe canon of the animated series. Uh oh. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's get going. Uh, Mike, first fight is yours. See, I'm getting old now. I, I got to use my glasses. I don't wear glasses. Uh, first fight is yours. It's all our yesterdays from the original series versus relativity from Voyager. Um, you know, uh, I, I've, I've rewatched a lot of this stuff. And for some of it, I've watched for the first time. And uh, I do have to admit, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying... Um, the the random Voyager episodes that uh, I've been pulling up a lot more than I remembered enjoying them the first time around uh, and Enterprise and actually even some of the other episodes on here that I used to hate uh, I actually uh, watching them again I kind of liked them a little bit um, so uh, I I actually did uh, I really didn't did enjoy Relativity it's a, it's one of the Voyager episodes that stuck in my head when I rewatched it uh, it all came back I just thought it was pretty clever uh, I like the idea of uh, them going up and trying to clean up the timeline. Um, and one of the things that I'm going to judge things on too, is how good the time travel is. And I like, that's a neat idea, but it creates a lot of problems, but I'm not going to get into that now. All our yesterdays is a, is a good episode. I, I enjoy it. I like Mr. Atas and all that, but um, I don't know. For some reason, I think this relativity one uh, just rang a little bit better for me at the last rewatch. So uh, relativity, a vote for relativity, Mr. Formby. I'm sorry. Did Mike Ortiz just vote for Voyager? Yeah, he did. Okay, Shocker. so I, I was trying to use a Mac earlier, and now I'm on my Windows stuff, which is what I'm comfortable with. So I guess it's this connection's right. I guess it's a, the correct universe and timeline for us. So I'm going to go ahead and vote with Mike Ortiz and vote for Relativity. Another vote oh, yeah. for the Voyager episode, Alan. Hey, you know what? Um... I'll talk about this a little bit later on, but I'm going relatively. <laughs> Got your glove kicking in relativity. <laughs> Chuck? <laughs> um, I was going to say relativity because I think it's a pretty smart time travel episode, but I'll throw some love out to all our yesterdays. Uh, Mr. Ataz works in a library, and his name is literally A to Z, and uh, they travel to all those cool universes. I'll go with that one. Barry? Uh, all our yesterdays gets points for... Uh, Marianne Hartley and uh, showing her boobs almost, but I'm going to throw it for Relativity too. Relativity is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is Tapestry from The Next Generation versus Little Green Men from DS9. Oh, this is a nice one. Um, man, I've watched Tapestry for a thousand years, but I mean, I still remember you know, so much of Tapestry. Uh and uh, Little Green Men, I, I watched recently, and uh, I just always enjoyed that one. I enjoyed the uh, the Roswell tie-in, and I enjoy uh, how Odo comes in at the end. And I also enjoy all the back and forth between the Ferengi and the uh, the old style humans. But 
You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Little Green Men because it feels more time traveling to me and less like, uh, you know, Q is just fucking around. So I'm going to go with the time travel story instead of the Q just fucking around. Alan? Uh, tapestry. I'll, I'll talk about it a little more later on. It, it's it's one of the great, to me, one of the great Next Generation episodes. I love Little Green Men. Um it's it's one of the one of my favorite episodes of DS9. It steps away from DS9. It has a little bit of mulligany shit going on at the end with Odo. Um, it, it's cool. It's funny that they interjected the Frankies there, but Tapestry is is too classic. Chuckles. Um, yeah, a little green men. Those Frankie episodes are kind of kitschy and funny, but uh, Tapestry is uh, my life is the reverse of that episode where I made the decisions that ended up being shitty and i wish i could reverse it and become the picard <laughs> barry um if it was i think tapestry is a more poignant trek episode but i think going strictly by the time travel episode i'm going to go vote for little green men because just for me that's just a more fun episode with the uh, implications of the roswell and the way that it integrates into into our uh, uh alien mythos and everything so little green men it is all tied up it comes down fuck to you, you mike guys fuck you guys <laughs> oh I'm, man i'm sitting there thinking you know this is this is the toughest single fight in round one for me because i love both these episodes and 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 i i was like all right it's going to be decided before it gets to me and i'm listening to every argument and going okay yeah well he's right i'll vote for that so now it's tied up um and i hate to do this um, but if I'm going to do the, the old geek fights tradition of voting with my heart, I'm voting little green men. I love tapestry. It's a better in every objective oh. way, shape and form oh. and a more moving episode. And I like it more, but, but actually I don't like it more. That's the thing is I really, I, I dig, um, I dig little green men. It's one of my favorite episodes and, uh, much like, uh, in kind of what Jared said, uh, one of the things that that I don't like about time travel, and some of my favorite episodes will do this, but it's still kind of one of my nitpicks, is you know if it all ends with a reset, and this ends with a reset, and some of my favorite episodes do, but there's something about the time travel that actually has a lasting impact, and in this case, it's one of the most significant events in kind of both the real world, if it happened or science fiction and all of that, and tying that to star Trek and tying it to time travel is, uh, is just uh, immensely clever. And I'm glad I'll be able to talk about it in the next round when it, uh, when it winds up going up against relativity, but yeah, I, I, I hate putting tapestry out in round one. That's, that feels like a crime, but I'm going to, oh. and you might've fucked yourself later on. Little green men is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is yesteryear from the animated series versus Shattered from Voyager. Oh, okay. I've never seen. I've never seen the yesteryear episode. I'm I'm shocked by Mike's decision of tap of Little Green Man over Tapestry. Um, it, it, fuck it. Is Shattered the one where they try to find the uh, the the out of phase torpedo that hits Voyager? Yeah, it's like different timelines and different parts of the ship. And Kess, or and Kess goes in the future and says what the phase thing is. And no, this is the different parts of the ship. 
are in different timelines. Yeah, like like oh, as like as God. they walk through different parts of the ship, it's like different timelines. Uh, okay, oh, okay, I like Voyager, but they got to do better than that. I'm voting for an episode I've never even seen before over, over that one. I'm voting for yesteryear. I'll vote for yesteryear, Chuck. Okay, well, I actually like both of these episodes, and uh, the animated series is also very like campy, but it has a couple of cool conceptual things behind it. And uh, yesteryear, uh, Spock goes back in time and sees him as a kid, which I feel like was almost kind of like aspects of that was integrated into like the 2009 Star Trek movie. Um, so conceptually, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, the Voyager one is cool, but uh, I'm going to throw some love out to the animated series. It's a rare moment. What the fuck? Barry? Uh, yesteryear has, uh, has a good point. In that it it, it uh, expands on the Spock's legend, and we get to see some of his childhood and 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 his uh, and his growing up, and the way that that shaped him in the future. But uh, I I had forgot about Shattered, and so I watched it today. And one of the things I liked about Shattered, in that its use of time travel and jumping back and forth, was seeing all the different phases of Voyager. We get to see. The Kazon again, I know they suck, but it was good seeing them again. Uh, we get to see the EMH first coming on Voyager. Uh, we get to see uh, uh, Seven of Nine back when she was still aboard and, and things like that. And just the way the story interweaves together to work to, to, to solve this time travel problem that they have with all the ships in different phase, I just think it really works as a story. So I'm going to vote for Shattered. Mike? Uh, yeah, Jared, this is going to be the second Voyager episode I vote for. Um, same basic reason in, in rewatching this stuff. Um, I, I, I had seen this one before, um, but I just really enjoyed it. I mean, one of the things that, that I've found to be kind of interesting is, is in a lot of the places where, uh, there are one-off episodes, which is something I love. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, Deep Space Nine kind of moved Star Trek away from that. But one of the things I liked about classic Trek and even, next gen is you could just sort of randomly pick one and, and not have any context as to what happened in the episode before or after and just watch a good 44 minute story. And this, this was that it was very entertaining. Um, and I do like yesteryear. I think it's, you know, it's a great Spock episode. Spock gets to, gets to meet himself. He gets to meet his father as a young person. Um, it has the guardian of forever essentially, uh, which ties it into sitting on the edge of forever, which we'll talk about later. Um, but actually as I was watching it and I'm going to spoil it here, because it, it is part of part of the reasons in this, we get to meet Spock's pet. And uh, in this episode, because of the changes to the time stream, uh, Spock's pet Sealot dies. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I'd have voted for you if you hadn't killed the dog. So because uh, they killed the dog, I'm sorry. Fuck you. I'm voting for uh shattered. It is all tied up. Comes down to you, Jared, which one is moving on? I'm going to go ahead and vote for Shattered since it seems to be going forward. And I'm, I need to get some kind of heart medication because I can't believe it. all these Mike Ortiz Voyager votes. This is crazy. <laughs> Shattered is moving There might on. be a few more, too. And we are on to our next fight. Check this one. is yours. It is Matter of Time from Deep Space Nine versus Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Um, to my mind, it's no contest, uh, uh, contest, Star Trek for, uh, one of the best movies, uh, it kind of, it didn't age too well, but just the interplay between the whole original series cast is awesome. And, uh, I hope it moves on so I can talk about it more. I'll vote for Star Trek for Barry. Um, 
Matter of Time, I thought was an interesting episode, but just sort of just sort of blah in in its uh, in its uh, uh, storyline. And I've, I've got to, I've got to go with the classic Voyage Home and 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 Leonard Nimoy, and those are not the hell your whales. So Voyage Home. There be whales here, Mike. Double dumbass on you. <laughs> I, I will say this on the on this episode. If people are listening, there is a a ship uh, from uh, who is it? Diamond Direct, Artist Asylum, Artist Asylum. It is the uh, what, what's the name of the the Vulcan the Vulcan Klingon ship in Star Trek Four? The Bounty. The, uh, the Bounty. Bounty. HMS Bounty. Go and buy the HMS Bounty version of it. It has double dumbass on you. There be whales here. It has the sound from the probe. It has all the best lines from that fucking movie. Oh wow! It's great. If you it, go and find it, it's like fifty bucks. Get it, uh, Jared. Oh man. Uh, well, I will be voting for the voyage home, but I wanted to get this story out about, um, you know, matter of time, the uh, Matt Frewer episode from the Next Generation. I was in high school when that movie, when that episode aired, or whatever, or when that Next Gen was running in. And I remember I got in an argument with my creative writing teacher about, you know, original series versus next gen. And he told me, <laughs> he told me he could never get behind Captain Picard because of that episode. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, that whole thing ends like they, they bust the, the time traveling criminal or whatever. They have him. His life is effectively ruined. He's going to be in a, penal colony or whatever but picard isn't happy with that picard has to like rub it in and say welcome to the 24th century and he was like what a (laughs) prick i mean for real like kirk would never do that like rub it in like that that's just mean so he was like picard is just a terrible man so voyage home oh vote for the voyage home alan is it a clean sweep wait a minute is it Okay, it says DS9 on here, but that's next generation. Is that yeah, the Max is that the Max Hedrome episode? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm voting for that all the way. That's a great time tra- that's a great if you had your hands on a time travel thing, I would you'd be totally doing that. Yeah, uh, but it's not better than Star Trek 4. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> You're just I'm so anti so anti-clean sweep, man. Yeah, anti-clean sweep. Uh, Although this is this is going to be this whole this whole geek fight is going to be all is all going to be all about trying to beat okay. Voyage Home. It's such a juggernaut. We, we have to start trying to beat it or beat it down now before uh, this thing just rolls through to the obvious first place. So I, I matter of time, I don't uh, think so. Uh, Voyage Home gets the win on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is Visionary from Deep Space Nine versus Star Trek: The Motion Picture. No, Star Trek. Star Trek. The J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Sorry, you put no. MOV. MOV means it's one of the movies. That's well, the why, didn't you just, why didn't you just put Star Trek? I would have known what Star because Trek was. all of them have a uh, suffix, whether or not they're a movie, next generation. Okay. You okay. Pay attention to my... Uh, well, well, TMP doesn't have any time travel. No. Right. That's the other thing. Like, <laughs> I thought you were just going with, uh, V'ger, V'ger travels through time. Like, okay. okay, fuck it. Why not? But, uh, if yeah. you want to swap it out here, I'm fine with that. <laughs> and, and most most people write Star Trek 09, and everybody knows what the fuck that but is. That is not the title. Oh my god, you asshole! Anyway, Barry, 
Well, now that we've solved that, um, I, I think it's uh, uh, 2009 um, that serves time travel in a sense to reboot the franchise and changing the past so that we have a new future from which to write. And, and the, as a time travel thing, it, 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 it's a good movie and, and I like it. But Visionary, I think, has uh, so many things, and Deep Space Nine is my favorite series, and there's so many little things in there in terms of the time travel. You've got the foreshadowing of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of Odo and Kira. Um, you've, got, uh, you've got Odo acting, doing his Lieutenant Columbo as a, as a uh, detective, which is kind of cool, and just the idea of, of O'Brien talking to his past self and and communicating and learning the secret and 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 solving the problem and how to uh how to how to make things right in the end so as a time travel episode i'm going to vote for visionary mike uh yeah this is a this is a tough one um i do certainly love uh star trek the the movie um it was very enjoyable and the time travel was uh was a an interesting way to uh, link old Trek and new Trek and, and justify a reboot to some extent. Um, but the time travel and it doesn't work as, as well for me uh, that, that, that to me becomes kind of problematic. I almost wish they would have just gone for a clean reboot instead of trying to explain it. And it's just like, this is just another star Trek or an alternate universe or however you want to look at it. Um, while it was cool to bring Leonard Nimoy back, um, as Spock and, and they did that in an interesting way. I think the time travel just doesn't hold up quite as well. Uh, and, and visionary that was actually a very clever. And for me, it was a novel, uh, use of time travel. I don't recall seeing a story that used these small 15 minute jumps into the future for just a second sort of thing. These glimpses, uh, in, in such a clever way before. And, and for something that has been played out in general and played out on star Trek to the degree that time travel has, as I'm sure we will discuss further as we go through this list of 32 uh, time travel stories. And there's still more that we're not even on here. Um, you know, that's going to come up a lot. So I'm going to vote for a uh, visionary. You know, Mike, I, 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 we do have a time frame We have to do this in Jesus Christ. Yeah, so much for keeping it brief. <laughs> I know. I uh, never agreed to that. Dick. <laughs> Jared? I vote for cutting the show into two different recordings. It, it might happen that way. Jared. Hey, um, yeah, I, I, uh, just listening to everybody, I mean, I visionary didn't stick in my mind as a title, but this is, uh, the O'Brien time travel episode, right? Fuck yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dude, that is such a great thing. And it's so cool that it is O'Brien. You know what I mean? Like, I love that, that the working class Starfleet dude, who's not even an officer is subjected to this bizarro science story that he'd really rather have nothing to do with. And he actually sees himself die if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he does. Just blown out. So I'm going to vote for Visionary because Star Trek 09 leads to Star Trek in the Darkness, and that's a whole other thing. Uh, Alan? Visionary. Jared actually stole my thing there. The only thing Star Trek 09 has going for it is that it, it, is, it, it makes it look good is when you compare it to Into Darkness. <laughs> Visionary, <laughs> Visionary is a kick-ass uh time travel episode I, I love that so it's visionary all the way uh who's left oh chuck oh yeah that guy um 
Honestly, I think both of the time travel um, aspects of these things are very contrived. Star Trek 09 is just completely done just to reboot the franchise but not piss off people like us that like do three hour podcasts on like a, on Easter night, you know, uh, so they don't destroy the timeline. And on the other hand, the idea of just like some radiation causes O'Brien to jump ahead 15 minutes here and there is also very contrived. So I'm voting for Star Trek the motion picture. <laughs> It's just not a clean sweep. Uh, Visionaries, moving on. Mike, this next fight is yours. It is Future Tense from Enterprise versus Times Squared from TNG. <laughs> uh, I'm going to vote for Times Squared. Um, and I'm not going to say why because I was, I was long-winded last time and I got yelled at. So uh, that's it. Goddamn right you got yelled at, Jared. Oh, Times Squared, absolutely. Two Picards. Trump's, uh, I don't, man, future, that, that enterprise was the one where they find that ship from the 26th century or whatever. That just never bodes well when stuff like that happens. So I'm just going to go with uh, tried and true, two Picards. Two Picards better than one. Alan? I voted for Tarm Square just because of Jared's imitation of Picard on was it most mediocre Star Trek? I can't remember. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> Time Square. <laughs> Chuck, two Picards at the same time. Barry, is it a clean sweep? No, I'm going to throw some love for Future Tense just because they have the Tholians in it, and they're pretty cool. Oh, how lovely. Uh, <clears throat> Time Squared is moving on. Uh, Mike, I'm sorry. I totally fucked you on this fight. Uh, it is Time Zero versus All Good Things. Jared, that one is yours. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what's going to happen on this podcast? <laughs> I'm going to vote for All Good <laughs> Things for the first time in my fucking life because... <laughs> Fuck Times Arrow, man. That is a steaming pile of food. <laughs> so I'm going to go with all good things. It's classic. It's a favorite. And Times Arrow takes all the fun out of time travel. Just like that. It'll be fun, guys. If we travel back to an era in a decade that no one cares about. Terrible. <laughs> uh, Alan? Dude. It, I cannot believe one person here would vote against Times Arrow. <laughs> Probably the definitive, definitive time travel movie of Star Trek Next Generation. Ophidian. I mean, how many, who here knew, even knew what Ophidian was before they saw that episode? Time Zero. A vote for Time Zero. Uh, Chuck. All good things. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Um, I'm tempted to give everybody a heart attack and vote for Time Zero just because of the progressive San Francisco in the 1800s where not only do you have a black guy, but you have a black guy in a visor walking around and he's not hassled. But but yeah. that's about the only good thing about that's it. That's how so, unrealistic it was. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why I've got to vote for all good things. A vote for all good things. Mike? Uh, all good things. Oh, that is it's you, such a fucking travesty. No, he, he's a lucky son of a bitch. Because Jared already laid, da laid down the geek logic to take down all good things. But it's moving on into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is Future's End from Voyager 
versus Assignment Earth from the original series. <laughs> Shit, I'm I'm drawing a total blank. Which which one is Future's End? I can't remember each one either. They one. go back to the '90s, man. Oh God, with uh, Sarah Wayne S- Robinson, Sarah Silverman. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. Wait, which one was Assignment Earth? Another really terrible Gary one. Seven. That guy with the cat. The guy with the cat. Oh, Gary Seven. Oh, yeah, because one of the big things I've been saying for forever is that Gary Seven is an Iconian. So uh, the only thing good about Future's End is he came up with a mobile emitter, but Gary Seven is an Iconian. They're not gone. So Assignment Earth. A vote for Assignment Earth. Chuck. I hate both of these episodes, so I'm going to go with Future's End. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. Um. Assignment Earth from the original series, one of the one of the great iconic Star Treks with the with the Gary Seven and and the failed pilot, I think that it was. Um, and Future's End, yeah, and uh, and Future's End has some interesting points in it, but I'm 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 puzzled about the time travel in it. I'm not sure about it uh, about it uh, working as 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 a logical time travel episode. So although it has some good things, I'm going to go old series and say Assignment Earth. Mike, I see what you fucking did here. You son of a bitch. Uh, Mike <laughs> Mike built these brackets himself. And not only did he put time zero in this in the round before, so you knew all good things were moving on, he put two shitty episodes of, next, of Star Trek in the next one, so in the next round all good things can move on. You son of a bitch. But, Mike, what's your pick? Um, I will vote for Future's End. Son of a bitch. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Formby. Which one is moving on? Holy crap. Terry Gar versus Sarah Silverman. Terry Gar is way hotter. Great. Um I'm sorry guys, it's gonna be Future's End because unlike Time Zero, oh. they did the right thing. They said, What if we saw all of our people interacting in our modern day environment? It's the voyage home version of, you know, Star Trek. He likes the juice snatch. Let's, let's see that. You know, let's let's see that go down. What what happens? Where do they go? Where do they hang out? How do they dress? How do they, you know, how do they react to the crap we deal with every day? That's Future's End, and that's my vote. I've always thought Future's End was a, a, a nod to the 10 year anniversary of the Voyage Home because it is 10 years later. Yeah, I but just the, oh, the portrayal of, of California, though, with people on rollerblades and stuff was just like, come on, man. That was California in the late 90s. <laughs> Yeah, but it was like Star Trek portrayal of California. Oh, yeah, to be I fair, went rollerblading earlier the, today. The 60s weren't like Assignment Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Future's End is moving on. Chuck, this nice fight is yours. Ooh, this is a hard fight. Fuck, it's City on the Edge of Forever from the original series versus Year of Hell from Voyager. Uh, I'm going to go with Year of Hell. Shit. Uh, vote for a year of hell. Barry. Uh, again, we've got a classic TOS versus Year of Hell, which is, uh, God, it's, it's so hard because Year of Hell, I think, really works as a Voyager story showing the ship just literally falling apart. And I love sitting on the edge of forever, but I just got to throw Voyager some love and say Year of Hell. Mike? This really is a tough one. Um I, I'm going to go with City on the Edge of Forever. Uh, it is one of my favorite um, original series episodes. Uh, looking over this, I realize it is the only time travel uh, original series episode that I like. Um, I've always liked The Guardian of Forever, uh, and I think that 
that becomes a way to get around some of the time travel issues when you have these weird kind of omnipotent characters cues the same sort of thing. Um, Year of Hell does some really great stuff, but it also starts to introduce problems with uh, with time travel that are best. It's a can of worms that's kind of maybe best left unopened. Um, there's a few places in Star Trek where that winds up happening. And I, I think Sitting on the Edge of Forever also because they just did a, an adaptation, a comic book adaptation of Harlan Ellison's original script. But it's illustrated to look like it was actually, uh, you know, produced. So it looks like William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy and stuff like that. And it's a great book. So uh, maybe that's a little bit more on my mind right now. So uh, Sitting on the Edge of Forever. Mr. Formby. I, I just heard about this comic book. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. I've, I've been a strong advocate for the original Ellison storyline, the original thing he did. I mean, there are some big differences and changes uh, that were made by, by Roddenberry's crew, and it wasn't the, the true, true script he'd written, the one that won the Hugo, the one that won the uh, Writers Guild of America Award. So I want to check that out, but I'm got to vote for year of hell on this. I mean, I love that story. I love that Kirk story. I think it's one of the greatest time travel stories ever told and everything, but as far as time travel goes, this is it. I mean, this is somebody who's fighting time and she ultimately loses her life, but ends up winning the day and no one will ever know it. And I love that. So I'm going to go with year of hell. Alan. Shit, man, this is a this is really a tough one. I mean, because I think the most recognizable, or one of the most recognizable original series episodes is the uh, Edge of Forever, and that's it. That gate is an Iconian gate too. Is that right? I can't I can't remember. Um, but is uh, Year of Hell is all the episode is about time travel. It doesn't just happen to have uh, time travel in it as a device to tell a story i mean it's fully about time travel so i have to go year of hell year of hell is moving on we're on to our next fight barry this one is yours it's fraser himself cause and effect from tng versus past tense from ds9 okay um i'm gonna go ahead and go on my soapbox for past tense here and the reason being is that the the writing past tense and having them go back in time to see what kind of people that we could become with the, with the homeless and the poor in the mission districts. And lest we not forget, just today, I read a storyline about someplace in California where they were taking homeless people, putting them on a bus, and just taking them to someplace parts unknown. So right now, we are living in past tense. And just the fact for, uh, of, of its social message and, and what we have to fight against what we might come, I've got to vote for past tense. And uh, Cisco self-cocking a shotgun with one hand. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> isn't past tense like 10 years ago? Didn't that happen in no, 2005? No, 10 years from now. It's, it's 2025? Something like that. Okay, just a second. But Mike, it's yours. Um, this is really tough. Actually, up until uh, a couple of days ago, I would have voted cause and effect. It is one of my favorite episodes. I absolutely love it. And, you know, the Kelsey Grammer thing. And I think the time travel in it is great. Um, the, the time loop. Uh, is fantastic. Um, it's the best episode, or actually, it's a, it's a deadly episode to play um, Swill Trek or Drunk Trek with, with, because if you do a shot every time a crew member dies, every crew member dies like five times on screen. So uh, you actually drink. Uh, if you're doing shots, you will drink enough alcohol in that 44 minutes to uh, kill yourself for most people. So it's, a, it's actually a dangerous episode. 
but I, I just rewatched um, the past tense and, and it's funny. I was struck by exactly what uh, Barry was, was saying was I was watching it going, wow, they're, even though this episode is 20 years ago and it's telling a story that's set 10 years from now, it's actually makes much more sense and is much more uh, poignant. And, and even it's, you know, the way that it handles this kind of weird internet, even though apparently in the next 10 years, uh, flat screens are going to disappear and be replaced by uh, tube monitors again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, and, and so that's, that's what makes it great. Star Trek is it actually, it, it's, not just the time travel, the time traveler, you know, works and it tells a great story um, and it's used uh, effectively. And it it's one that doesn't have a reset button. Um, you know, it just history actually does change. And then Cisco does become uh, the the bell guy. I mean, is they, they, they find his photo. They even reference it in Little Green Men, I believe. Yeah, they do. Uh, so. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's got all the You're markings of, uh, of a good time travel episode. A vote for past tense. Uh, Jared. Yeah, I've never really enjoyed uh, cause and effect. And I think it's probably because that felt like a glaring reset to me. And I know I just voted for your hell, which is probably the most epic reset of all time. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and vote for past tense because uh, the most chilling cliffhanger was when Cisco stands up and declares himself to be Gabriel Bell. That's so awesome. I'm going to go for that one. Alan? I don't know what fucking episode you guys watched that you think was called Past Tense. That's, that is my, probably, that is in my top hated episodes of D Space Nine. Cause and Effect is so time travel and K- Kelsey Grammer showing up at the end, it's just so great. Is that where Worf is coming back from the Batleth thing contest? Anybody? No, Anybody? that's not that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, parallels. Oh, okay. Close enough. <laughs> cause and effect. I hate past tense. Oh. A vote for cause and effect. And Chuck. Um, I'm going to go for cause and effect. I like past tense, but I feel like it's like uh, just like a composite of a lot of other Star Trek episodes, especially rehashed from the original series. Like Captain Kirk goes back in time and like refixes the timeline or whatever. Like it was cool, but you know, whatever. Um, whereas. Um, Cause and effect, yeah, like Jared's right, it has a lot of kind of reset buttons after a while, like, all right, how many times can we watch this fucking Enterprise explode? But uh, uh, I really like how they threw in Kelsey Grammer because they were filming uh, Star Trek and Cheers on the same lot, and sometimes people from Cheers would just kind of pop up in the show, and I like that, and I'm voting for it. <laughs> but past tense is moving on, parts one and two. It's a two. And we're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is yesterday's Enterprise versus Carpenter Street from Enterprise. Uh, yesterday's Enterprise. Nobody remembers what Carpenter Street is. Uh, Jerry. I remember. I watched it. I okay, Carpenter, Carpenter right, Street is underwear. next to Main Street. That's the one when, uh, when uh, Paul like, sits down and goes, let me tell you a story. Maybe you'll believe it. Maybe not. I don't know. So, yeah, no, it's dreadful. I'm going to go with the other one. I'm going to go with the classic Yesterday's Enterprise, which brought us back Tasha Yar. Alan? Wait, that's not Yesterday's Enterprise. Or that's not Carpenter Street, though, right? Isn't it? I don't think that's Carpenter Street. No, Carpenter Street is, let me tell you a story. It's my great-great-grandmother. Are you sure? Oh, I no, that was, that's, that's, that's Bottom Creek. Creek. 
That that shakedown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Carpenter Studios oh. in the nineties or something or the eighties. Yeah, this is one oh, where the Cindy's. Wait, 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 hold on, hold, oh wow, Cindy's okay, wait a minute. Then I got to think back on this because that's the one where uh, Captain Archer like orders from a drive-through, right? Right, yeah. and they're in Detroit that's a with the mountains. Great joke. I'm gonna vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll vote for Carpenter Street. Uh, Alan. Carpenter Street is the only episode that's shittier than fucking past tense. And the guy, I hate that dude who's like the kidnapper, <laughs> like goes to the dude's apartment. Hey, dude, you forgot to sign this. You get 20 bucks. It's like, hey, you're showing up at my house at 10 o'clock at night. It's like, is that shit going on in New York? <laughs> it, fuck that. It was Detroit. It was Detroit. Close enough, dude. Same thing. <laughs> Yesterday's imp- Enterprise. I'll vote for yesterday's Enterprise. Uh, Chuck. Yesterday's Enterprise with Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Happy Fuck yeah. Barry? Um, I've got to throw some love for Carpenter Creek because apparently when you go back in time, like Damon said, Detroit magically grows mountains. So there's there's uh, something cool about that time travel. So I'm going to vote for Carpenter Street. Yeah, that's, that's actually my favorite part of the episode. It's like, oh, this, a Star Trek episode takes place in Detroit. That's cool. I know it's not Detroit, but they're saying it's Detroit, and then you're driving off into the sunset, and it's like, wait, those are mountains. What? <laughs> and, and, and the skyline's L.A., isn't it, too? Because oh, they show oh, yeah. a, a long shot of the skyline. It's L.A. <laughs> <laughs> but You guys need to still put this forward. What are you doing? <laughs> yesterday's oh, Enterprise God. is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mr. Formby, this one is yours. It is Ascension from Deep Space Nine versus Endgame ended up on here. Jesus Christ. Endgame from Voyager. Fuck yeah, Endgame ended up on here. Um, I'm going to be voting for Endgame over Ascension. I just feel like Ascension, the time travel aspect is, you know, the guy just kind of, you know, he comes forward, right? And that's the time travel we get. And it's kind of cool because it gets Cisco in the mood to, like, be an emissary and everything, but... But I gotta go with Endgame, and that's another example of Janeway freaking ready to like kill herself to get shit done, and she does it again. That's why she's so awesome. So Endgame, uh, vote for the Endgame, Alan. Shit, which which one is Ascension? That's where Can't. the uh, Prophet uh, comes. Well, not Prophet. Uh, it's like a, it's like a Whatever. No, no, he yeah. was an emissary. He was an emissary from like the first yeah. century. Gets sent to. to oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's he, like he was a poet. Sure. Gets, uh, lost in yeah, yeah you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm voting for Ascension. One thing I didn't even the whole thing at the end of Endgame, where they were supposed to make it some big deal, like the that Voyager um, can't used a Borg uh, sphere to come through. Like I didn't even see it after I watched the. The, the making of and the the DVC extras and all that shit, I went and rewatched it, and I was just like, I, I just don't see how that was some big, you know, I just didn't come off. But the thing I like about Ascension is the whole show's fucking religious weirdo shit go, totally out of control in mirroring the mod. I have to, I'd have to say that would be a, a similar to the whole Muslim extremism thing where they're fucking killing the chick because she's not fucking didn't go to the prayer thing and Kira has to just quit her shit and go do some weird religious dictative thing. So, uh, Ascension all the way. Chuck. Um, I'm going to go with Endgame, even though I think it was kind of a rehashing of the last TNG episode. Uh, it was still a satisfying end to the show. 
and better than Ascension. Satisfying end to the show. You're out of your fucking mind. That is not a satisfying <laughs> end to Voyager. It's not satisfying at all, at least for me. Ascension gives us the last, tells us in what, season three, season four, the final four. fucking episode of Deep Space Nine in a fucking conversation that they're having as these credits are fucking rolling. Ascension is the shit. But, Barry? Well, we've got, uh, this one is really hard because I'm not a fan of either one of these episodes here. And so I guess I'm going to go ahead and go to the old, uh, old uh, uh, determination of which is the better time travel episode. I think Ascension works as a time travel episode, but only in the sense is that this guy comes from the past to the future and, and works on getting this uh, Bajoran Taliban set up and everything like that. But I think as a time travel episode, it's other faults notwithstanding with Endgame. I'm going to have to vote for Endgame. I hate you all. Mike? Um, I am. Uh, I'm going to vote for Ascension. Um, I I enjoy this episode That's right. a lot, uh, and uh, I, I may not have phrased it quite the way Alan did, but uh, uh, it, it's a good point. And it, it's it's weird because metaphorically, uh, the part of the time travel that it's talking about is that that belief that the the way to kind of march into the future is to resurrect the past, which is not just a religious thing. Even there's a lot of secular belief. That uh, that very much just wants us to uh, go back to the old ways, um, and and I, I just I've never really enjoyed uh, Endgame. Uh, it it was not satisfying. I was hoping for, you know, the, I know we've complained about it before, but the idea that you know it ends with the ship approaching Earth, but you never actually see it get home. Oh, um, it's got that. a lot of time travel. That's right. It's got a lot of of, of time travel issues that. And and one of the one of the problems with time travel where where someone goes back and changes the past and it creates the paradox and how you get out of paradoxes sometimes is a problem. Um, the best way to get out of the paradoxes, or at least the the to me the most entertaining way, uh, was on Deep Space Nine, and they do address that in Ascension when the guy goes back in time and now all of a sudden his the writings that he never finished he winds up finishing. And Kira says, well, how is that possible? If the timeline has changed, why do I remember it differently? And uh, Cisco just goes, the prophets work in mysterious ways. And that that's kind of a nice little nod to, yeah, it doesn't work. Um, and, uh, and, I, yeah, and I just like that. That's just a, a nice beat. And uh, all, all Star Trek time traveler, most of it falls down when you start really looking at it. And, uh, and it's nice for them to kind of call that out. Mike Jajara is obviously of the... <laughs> <laughs> The priest, the priest cast. Endgame is moving on, you dick faces. Oh! On to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is the visitor from Deep Space Nine versus Stormfront from Enterprise. This is... Man. Uh, Okay, it's it's the visitor, but, dude, Star Trek... Okay, Star Trek... In Nazis and Star Trek, it's like a must do thing, you know. Um, you you got to have them. I mean, it's kind of when they came <laughs> season four of Enterprise, they're like, hey, what was the greatest thing? A fucking Star, Inter- you know, Star Trek, you know, fucking Nazis. But um, I, I would go be going Stormfront just for the, <laughs> the craziness of it and the shocking. It, okay. 
the most shocking part isn't um, the episode Stormfront. The most shocking part of that is actually the season finale of season three, where the reveal that Archer isn't dead and that there's a space Nazi there. But uh, Tony Todd's acting as in The Visitor is uh, he's always been a favorite, but he was just a, such a powerhouse in that episode. Um, and man, this uh, I'm hoping this doesn't come to the visitor versus uh, all good things. But, you know, it's one of those deserved, if not the most deserved, uh, impressive episodes. So I have to go. I have to go with the visitor. Chuck. Um, even though The Visitor is kind of like a bottle episode, I'm going to go with that. Uh, Stormfront is great, but it's one of those classic examples and classic trick where it's like, oh, we have a low budget, and, uh, well, we have a whole bunch of, like, Nazi stuff around here. Let's try to just make an episode about Nazis. Barry? Um, Stormfront, I think, does some interesting things that I like, where when you go back in time travel and you have two different eras going at each other and, and, and the visual of the enterprise uh, diving through the, through the uh, New York skyline being chased by world war two German Stuka dive bombers. That, that's a really, really neat shot and a really interesting premise there, but I've got to go visitor and I'll, I'll wax on that later. Mike. Um, visitor. Jerry. Visitor. Visitor is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It's Star Trek First Contact versus Timeless from Voyager. Uh, which one is Timeless again? <laughs> oh, oh, come on! Just fucking re- remind me, man. Voyager's in a glacier. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Alright, Timeless. Time. Uh, First Contact has just too many contradictions. You know, like the, you know, I, I won't go into it. Timeless get to vote, Barry. Um, in in timeless, one of the things that I guess I don't that I that I don't like about time travel episodes are the way they just sort of gloss over how it affects uh, characters who aren't directly involved in time travel. And here you've got that that lady, the woman that's in there, that's apparently been with Chakotay for fifteen years, and they just just totally ignore. They're gonna they're gonna set the timeline back, save Voyager, and what happens to her? She never met Jacote. Does she turn into a drug addict? I mean, she had a she had a real nice life there, and they just totally ignore what's going to happen to her just because Harry messed up the first time. And those first contact has its problems. Timeless just makes me so angry. I'm going to vote for first contact. Mike, um, I I like first contact a lot. While there certainly are a lot of problems in its time travel and, and in the movie, I mean, there's there's issues, but it's a immensely entertaining movie. Um, and I'm voting for that, uh, timeless. Um, it, yeah, there's, there's, there's to me kind of a big issue with the, the logic of it where it's okay. We're going to go back in time to prevent this one particular thing, uh, that stopped, uh, or that um, destroyed Voyager. Oh, why don't you go back and prevent Voyager from ever leaving? How about, I mean, there's, there's just something strange about the casualness of that, um, in this particular context. Uh, and it's also just a little strange and, and, and lifeless in a few areas. I mean, it's really just, it has a, a, a tone that I don't think uh, serves any of the characters particularly well. Um, and I, I, like I said, I really do enjoy First Contact. Uh, for First Contact, Mr. Formby. 
Uh, I'm going to vote for Timeless. Um, it was a time travel one I hadn't even thought of until Alan was like, oh, wait, what about Timeless? And I was like, oh, fuck, Timeless, yes. Timeless is a great celebration of, uh, of Voyager and, uh, and those characters. Like, if you actually do watch Voyager and you decide you like that show and you like those characters and you like what they're doing and you're not hating on the show, that show starts right. I mean... You got the the thing in the ice, which is like this huge forward. You got awesome spacesuits. You got old man Chakotay. You got old man Kim. And then you have breaking open a bottle of champagne on their latest latest piece of hope that they've pinned everything on, which is this quantum slipstream drive. And that just goes to shit, and it ruins Harry Kim's life. Just because he happened to be the guy who was in front of the ship with Chakotay, just because he thought he could make that work, he couldn't make it work. And that kind of obsession, which a lot of the characters in Voyager do get obsessed because, because it is their family. They wouldn't go all the way back to the beginning of Care, Caretaker and not make that happen because they're those guys now. They're that family. You know, Harry Kim wants that family to get home. You know, he doesn't want just Voyager to never get lost out there. He wants those experiences and he fights for them. And, you know, it fucking kills him. Plus, evil Jordy. That's great. Let's just do that. A vote for Ensign Harry Kim. It is all tied up. Comes down to you there, Alan. Which one's moving on? For those that are on the fence, this is the one, this is the one episode out of this entire list of stuff that I have the most, not only the most invested in, a concept that will t- that will touch each and every one of the geek fights listeners uh, and every single person on this fa- on this panel. I've watched the original series no less than twenty times. I've watched um, Next Generation the entire series front to back at least twenty times. I've watched Enterprise the entire series probably twelve times. I've watched the entire series of Voyager 12 to 15, maybe 18 times. And two weeks ago, because previously I had a Voyager collection that I got from Ferengi's, um, which may or may not have been completely legal to international trade and copyright laws. Due to that, imagine right now you guys have never seen there's an episode out there you guys have never legitimately never ever seen not seen and forgot about but have never seen but because there was a flawed disc in this Ferengi collection I found a, a Star Trek Voyager disc um, after the fact when I rebought the series legally um, that had four episodes that I had not ever seen previously and one of these episodes was timeless so imagine after watching Star Trek for your entire life, finally finding an episode you had previously never even seen. And to me, that's what Timeless is. I had never seen Timeless until about, a, about two weeks ago. And that's why I was sending so many emails out. Hey, I want Timeless on there. It's got to be Timeless. Make sure to switch anything out. Get Timeless on there. Not, on, not only is it uh, a time travel episode, it's an episode I had only seen for the first time only a few weeks ago. So it's timeless all the way. Timeless is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It's Trials and Tribulations 
from Deep Space Nine versus Star Trek Generations. That's right, Star Trek Seven Generations. It's got to be trials and tribulations for its uh, callback to the original series and how they just seem to get everything right about integrating it seamlessly with the original series. So I'm just going to go ahead and make it short and say trials and tribulations. Mike? Yeah, I um, th- this is interesting because it is essentially uh, classic Trek meets Next Generation versus classic Trek meets Deep Space Nine. And I think when classic Trek met Deep Space Nine, it was much, much, much more successful. So trials and tribulations. Jared. Trials and tribulations. Alan. Let me put it to you this way. Star Trek Generations is the Times Arrow of Star Trek movies. <laughs> it's Trials and Tribulations. Chuck, is it a clean sweep? It is. I remember when they remastered the original Trek and used it to make this episode, and it was awesome, and it's a clean sweep. <laughs> uh, they remastered uh, original Trek way later than this episode. That, that's what they want you to think. Okay. Okay. My <laughs> <laughs> bad. Last fight of the first round, Mike. It's Cold Front versus Tomorrow is Yesterday. Which one's moving on? Wow. This is a tough battle of I really don't care about either one of these. Um, and either one, they'll get beaten by uh, Trials and Tribulations in the next round. Uh, I will vote for Tomorrow is Yesterday. A vote for tomorrow is yesterday. Mike is taking off his headphones now and walking away from the microphone to go pee. Uh, Jared? Okay, so I, I'm wondering if it really is like that. Is it really like what Mike just said? I mean, I also kind of sipping from a thin glass of don't give a fuck on, on this fight. Yeah, I guarantee you. So I'm, I'm wondering, I mean, can the panel, I mean, we've, this is, I've never asked for this before, but can the panel just all agree to just not do this and just put City on the Edge of Forever here? Because it deserves another shake. I think. <laughs> uh, I'll second that. And okay. I hmm. Now I'm Alan. glad I didn't. That is, you know what? I would do that. <laughs> that's, that's three right there. That's the majority. I, you know, you know what? I okay. Here's what I propose. I propose that if there is a new geek fights rule that is this radical, it requires a majority vote, and I vote yes. <laughs> it already had a majority vote. No, 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 no. Unanimous. I mean, unanimous I, think, I think we should just blame the asshole that put the bracket together. Unanimous vote. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I vote. <laughs> I, I vote for the unanimous vote. So that kicks it on to. Uh, it just, it's Barry. It's not unanimous. Barry has to weigh in, man. Well, no, no. Well, okay. Well, it's up to Barry. Yeah, Can't get enough of his love, Barry. babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Alan, can you uh, maybe send a bottle of that malt liquor this way as a bribe or something? <laughs> no, it's okay. It, it, it's unanimous. All right. Yeah, oh, nice. So this is City on the Edge of Forever. This is actually, this is actually Geek Fight Castling. You know, like chess? No, this is, is the time travel part. <laughs> it's the time travel part. back in time and change the, the, the course of history. It, well, yeah. now that there's special move, episodes, move we can here. change the rules, you know? Oh, yeah. Shocking. Just uh, look, look at what it's up against, though, so that's going to be a bitch next round. But anyway. Yeah. Deserving a fight. It'll be good. That's what right, makes it great. Go pee, so no it's more City changes. Of, oh, thanks City for the City on the Edge of Forever is into the next round miraculously <laughs> uh it's break time for anybody that needs one mike is already peeing uh all of this will be in the episode like <laughs> nothing's getting erased. so if you need to go to pee, now's the time to do it 
All right, this is a good one so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys haven't had to listen to. Fuck so, so, so sitting on the thread, edge of forever was like you remember in wrestling when two wrestlers were in the ring and then a no, third guy would come running wrestling. in from the sideline and just throw them both out of the ring and start. Pump. That's that's like what City of Forever, Edge of Forever did here. Yeah, that's exactly what it did. It's, what is what's a chess move called where you switch the the that's castle? castle. You, yeah, that's castle. castle. Oh, I yeah. had the right turn. Castle. Yeah, total geek fight castle. That's right. You got a chess master over here, buddy. That was fucking awesome. Uh, and I hate all of you. <laughs> of course you do. I miss you too, Damon. I do not miss a single one of you. <laughs> what about those you know, weird texts you get from me at like 3 in the morning? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't miss that. And, uh, I, that's the thing I miss least of all. <laughs> that's, I just can't quit you, Damon. <laughs> uh. Wait, is Mike the only one that went pee? Oh, I did it while you guys were rambling on. Okay, <laughs> so everybody's here. We'll just we'll just do geek well geek logic. Uh, Jerry Formby geek crest. Straight Jerry geek crest. I can hear. It. Is, is Cisco still alive, Jerry? Yes. yes How the fuck is that alive. kid still alive? He better not ever die, dude, because I will be destroyed. <laughs> He's a, a god. Well, I heard Avery guy, Brook is fucking insane, though. No, no, the cat, Cisco. The, Cisco the cat was like 10 yeah. years old oh, okay. when oh, I met cat. you 10 years ago, Jared. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. He was he was young and spry. I know, I'm just joking. In a, but... in He's going to go another 20 years at least. <laughs> I've known you for 10 years, and in that time, I've known you had that cat. That cat yep. had to be a few years old at that point, so... Uh, well, yeah. Let's not speculate on the life of my cat. <laughs> oh, is Cisco sick? No, no, he's great. Um, but, you know, I found out recently, and I put this on Facebook. I don't know if uh, you saw it or not, but I always assumed that that nick in his ear was because he was a badass and because he was from the streets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's because he got tagged and neutered by some van. <laughs> it was <just laughs> like that the street again. So that, you know... So he's named after the guy that did the thong song? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> S-I-S-K-O, which they never spell right at the vet. You know, he's like, Cisco. Let me snip those balls. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, but yeah, Mike isn't back yet, but fuck him. We don't need him for at least like six or seven minutes. He All right, let's, let's do it, man. We're already an hour and a half in. <laughs> yeah. We are coming back at you with Jared Formby Trademark Geek Cred. See? It's Jared Formby Trademark Geek Cred. Jared Formby, what is your Love Geek Cred? My Geek Cred is, uh, is that I recently uh, submitted a change to the Geek Fights format, and it was uh, wildly uh, popular and accepted. And, and uh, we now live in a new universe where Geek Fights can uh, maybe go that way if they have to. So, Oh, so drunk at Disneyland. <laughs> We've been doing that for a while. <laughs> Alan, you just walked back with some booze after taking a piss. What is your Jared Formby trademark geek cred? My geek cred is that I get incredibly offended when people rip off the fabulous Geek Fights radio program. For, for example, there's this, there's this podcast of these weirdos. This podcast is called Mixed Note from Hell. Why are um, you it, saying their name? Now the people are going to fucking listen to them. Fuck those guys. It, it's it's a bunch of guys that are trying oh. to engineer music, 
half-assed doing crap, faking their way record after record. And these motherfuckers, they have this thing that every time they, all these all these losers are from Berkeley, and every time they say Berkeley on the show, they actually use this the Geek Fights iconic bell. That's my geek cred. And I even, and I even posted on the Facebook on their Facebook page, hey, fuck you guys. Why don't you actually get some mixing skills and uh, quit doing, you know, ridiculous shit and quit ripping off geek fights. Way to troll somebody there, Alan. Um, Chuck, what is your geek cred? My geek cred is that I've been on way too many of these episodes and I even am texting uh, girls right now while I'm talking about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Uh, Barry, are you back? What's your geek cred? Uh, I've, I've been on a few geek fights too and, and added my two cents uh, of the view from the very, very deep south. And uh, I, a uh, Star Trek fan, and uh, do the Klingon uniform thing at conventions and just basically uh, spread this Trek love. So you go in space blackface to Star Trek conventions? <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a white Klingon. They, oh, okay. they've, asked, they've asked me about that before, and I say, they're white Klingons, too. They're not all black. Yeah. Here, I'll, te- I'll text you guys my geek cred. This, this, was coming, this right here is coming right from, from the mail room. Oh, <laughs> Once you go Klingon, you don't go back, though, they say. <laughs> do, not, do not look at the photo. Whatever you do, don't look at the photo. I don't know what it is, but it's there. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm not going to look. I'm just going to close the call and never see it. You suck. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start the fights back oh, up. Oh, yeah. She better, she better hurry up and get over here because I'll get ready to yep. ready to barbecue some ribs. Uh Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> ribs? Are, is it going to be Jesus's ribs? Because this is Sunday. Having the pork. <laughs> wow, I was pork ribs with the big titty milf, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to try and do so much blasphemous stuff today, so I could go to hell like I was already going to go to. Because <laughs> you know what my favorite part about Easter is the fact that the majority of Americans don't realize it's actually the high holy holiday of Christianity. It's the holiday that separates it from Judaism big time. And, uh, yeah, nobody pays really any attention to it now. <laughs> like, not at all. It's like, hey, it's Easter. It's like, no, it's the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's what your whole fucking religion is based on, yep. and you guys ignore it. Or oh, it's Christmas. Christmas, it's, the, it's supposedly the birth. It's just a fucking pagan holiday. Oh, anyway. Yeah, well, Easter's a pagan holiday, too, bro. Uh, it's actually connected to Passover. I've been looking it up. I've been reading all kinds of stuff on oh, it. Oh, yeah? All right, yeah. well. Easter's Thanks there, weird, Professor. Easter is a weird one. Uh, Jared, this fight is yours. Hopefully Mike is back by the time it's his turn. If not, I'll just if not, I'll just vote. Fuck it. I don't care. It is relativity versus little green men. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this one's this one's kind of tough. Because I do uh, I do like the uh, the little green men. I do. Uh, but I'm gonna go with relativity. Because uh, relativity you know, has the awesome element in it where Captain Janeway, like, makes an enemy of Captain Braxton or has done that, and she obviously is unaware that she's, like, the bane of his existence. And I think that is hilarious that this guy who has control over all time has singled out one person, blames everything horrible in his life on this one person, 
And it's so severe that his past self doesn't even know how to fuck with her. And his future self is fucking with her. I love that aspect of it. I just think it's so fun. I got to go with that. I mean, I love the Captain Braxton stuff. Oh, so that. <laughs> Relativity. Uh, Alan. Uh, Jared's right, top to bottom. It, that, that's one where, isn't that the one where um, Seven of Nine is like dying from time transport? Yes. Poison? Yeah, yes. yeah, that episode is like fucking phenomenal. It, yep. It's, uh, I, I, I actually love that episode. It, it's one of my favorite. I don't know if Voyager has my most favorite time travel episodes in the series, but it's a good possibility. But yeah, that's an excellent episode. Little Green Man is good. But it's more of the gimmick of that they, you know, it's kind of a one-line joke that, or, or you know, that it's they're the the uh, whatever the fucking Roswell, you know, aliens. But uh, the, Voyager has a lot of great time travel ones. This is one of the best. So relativity, Chuck, relativity, Barry. I'm going to vote for relativity too. Mr. Ortiz, are you back? <laughs> was that a fucking... No. <laughs> that, that was Mr. Ortiz. Was that the snow back. monster from fucking Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> just because he's not back doesn't, doesn't matter at all. I will vote for him, and I know exactly the way he would vote on this one. Maybe. Well, actually, no. At this point, relativity is moving on. He'd definitely vote for little green men, because fuck all of you guys. It's got Ferengis, and he loves those motherfuckers. But Relativity is moving on. We're on to our next fight. What did I miss? You miss little green men getting destroyed by Relativity. Are you serious? Yeah. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> I voted for little green men for you. I, I said the fuck yous. I, I knew. <laughs> Alan, this next Four fight. One, Mike. Four to one. Wow. It is uh, Alan. This is Shattered versus Star Trek Four. Man. It's, uh, you know, it's Star Trek for it's hard to, it's hard to come up with a, a reason why it would be even a clever one. It, uh, Shattered just doesn't have the weight of, of something cool enough or weird enough. Someone peeing? So. No, I'm a cleaning Cisco's food bowl. Oh. Uh, <laughs> with your piss? Yes. <laughs> uh, voy- voyage Home. A vote for Voyage Home. Chuck. Uh, Voyage Home, hands down. Barry? Um, both of these episodes, I think, have, have a whole lot of problems with their time travel. And I think I'll One's go a ahead. movie, man, not an episode. Oh, excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> move, move, both, of these, both of these visual representations um, have problems. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and invoke... I guess what could be called the Armageddon rule, where you've got Armageddon, the, the movie, that just has so many things wrong with it, but it's just a damn good ride just to sit back and watch it. So just ignoring the problems of the time travel with both of them and whichever one is just, just the more fun ride, and I think Star Trek Four is the more fun ride in this one. So I'm going to vote for that. Bitches. Uh, Mike? Uh, yeah. Um, can I... Can we just put little green men here? Can I answer that here? Um, no, only one gambit per yeah. game. Yeah. Only one gambit per geek fight. Uh, I'm going to vote for uh, Star Trek 4. A vote for Star Trek 4. Jared is a clean sweep for Star Trek 4. No, I'm going to throw a, a shout out to Shattered because 
that's a time travel story where Chakotay was the central player and he gets to interact with his entire past, depending on what room he steps into. And again, I mean, if you like Voyager, if you don't hate on it, if you're like, oh man, these guys are kind of cool, you know, they're doing well, you know, this is one of those stories where you're like, that's kind of fun to get to see their old enemies are back again. You go into one room and it's the Kazon attacking. You go to another room, it's the Borg attacking. It's kind of fun. And uh, that's kind of a clever use of time travel. Yeah, that's why you were late to this episode. You are just jerking off the Voyager, bro. <laughs> I guess so. You know what my favorite part about that? That whole argument? It is completely undercut by the very first thing you say when you go, it's a Chakotay episode. It's <laughs> Chakotay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a Chakotay episode. I'm just going to check out. But it is a good episode. Star Trek Four is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Visionary versus Time Squared. Ooh. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Time Squared. <laughs> is there an echo in here? I believe that was a vote for Time Squared. Yep. Very. Um, Times Squared, you've got, you know, the, the, the two Picards working and one of them being so badass as to kill the other one. But Visionary has a thing that I like about the time travel in it, in that normally in time travel, when you, when you see yourself again, you totally avoid them at all costs because you don't want to screw anything up. But in this one, you've got O'Brien just actively seeking out his other self, and together they work to figure out the problem and how to solve it. So just for that neat twist on time travel, I'm going to vote for Visionary. A vote for Visionary. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for Visionary uh, as well. This is a tough one. Um, but when I when we first were developing this list, um, and and you know, obviously, there's some some big gun time travel stories that immediately made my list. But I definitely wanted to do some smaller ones, some ones that weren't um, necessarily uh, as famous or as, as well loved. And this was the one that immediately came to mind. I mean, this is really the definitive small. It's it's basically a bottle episode. Uh, it's got the Romulans in it, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, and this was this was actually fairly early Deep Space Nine, and I, I still think it was a, a terrific episode, even though it was before um, Way of the Warrior. With you know, so many people will say that that's when the show got good. I think the show was was good before that. I think the third season was really solid. There's good stuff, uh, you know, before that, and I think this is a great example of a really solid Deep Space Nine episode um, from before it supposedly uh, became a good show. There are a lot of those, uh, Jared. Man, I totally concur with Mike on that. That's that's freaking awesome. I love I love all of that articulation. I have a question about Visionary though. So how does that go down? I know that O'Brien like like gives O'Brien the ability to go back in time. But is that future O'Brien or past O'Brien? Which one dies? You're talking about Times Squared, right? Not Visionary. No, Visionary. Past O'Brien goes into the future and then dies, and then future O'Brien goes back into the past and takes his place. That is so weird. I know, <laughs> and, and and I love that because doesn't O'Brien bring that up to himself and and like the other Brian's yeah. like, dude, so doesn't matter. <laughs> that, he does that. I hate temporal mechanics. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go for visionary. Alan, oh, it's visionary. I, I like Times Squared as a goofy 
kind of crappy episode where you know where uh, Picard's trying to understand the other Picard. Uh, uh, can you <laughs> can you hear can you hear me? Um, but uh, visionary. Uh, I mean, Deep Space Nine. The the it it's. It's between this and the visitor, as far as like the great deep deep space nine time travel episodes. I think so. Anyway, it's visionary. Visionary is moving on on to our next fight. Barry, this one is yours. It is all good things versus futures end. Well, we've got futures end here, which is, I mean, you know, it's a fun episode to watch. You know, you've got them driving the big uh, VW hippie bus and things like that, and and who doesn't like a few uh, uh, militia types thrown in as well. But I think All Good Things works, uh, time traveled in the past and in the future, and weaving those stories together with the flashbacks back and forth, and it, it just it just works for me as, as a time travel episode, so I'm going to vote for All Good Things. Mike? Um, well, as I've, I've stated before, All Good Things is um, was my all-time favorite Star Trek episode. That may have changed as I've rewatched more and more over the years, ones that I uh, others have moved up the list higher that, that may challenge this, but it is still, I think, a great episode. Um, and I, I love the time travel in it. Um, it is a reset button episode, which uh, I know contra- contradicts what I said earlier. That is one one problem that I, I may have with it, but it's lessened by being a Q fucks with things episode. Because even though that sometimes can be frustrating, um, it, it works more. So that, so even even holes in the time travel uh, get worked out when you have things like the profits or Q uh, working on it or behind the scenes making it happen. Um, I love that it's basically uh, um, with a Christmas Carol kind of uh, played out, which is a nice nod to Patrick uh, Patrick Stewart. But it also, you know, making a call back to classic literature is a very Star Trek thing to do. And I just I love the call back to uh, Farpoint. I love seeing the Enterprise in the future. Uh, seeing it with the three nacelles and the cloaking device, and you get to see old Worf, and you get to see Geordi with eyes, and you get to see Data with a swoosh in his hair, and you get to see Picard kind of crazy. Uh, so it just got a lot of nice, a lot of nice fan service, include, including uh, um, Dead Deanna Troy. You know that's awesome too. Uh, so uh, fuck that yeah. bitch. I um I just like it so much more. Um, Future Tent or what? Is it? Which one are we looking at again? Future's End. Yeah, uh, it's a good episode. I, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed rewatching it. Um, I think it's a, a lot of fun and you get the mobile emitter, but it, to me, it just, it just doesn't compare. It's a, it's a decent solid episode to against what to me is not just a great episode, but also one of the great uh, finales of a show. All good things get to vote. Jared. Yeah. Uh- it's interesting um, because uh, when I look at my my big time travel argument, it's like how much fun are they having with the time travel? Like if you're going to do like a big epic sweeping, you know, thing. Like I felt like Next Generation had failed because they'd never really done, you know, like a really like oh they went back to the '80s. You know, we saw them like in our current time. They never did a story like that. I think Time Zero was they had, they wanted to go out of their way to not do that, to not be obvious, and I think that that was pretentious, and I think it was kind of dumb. Um. So that's why I just don't see that as good time travel. Um, we have all good things though, which is cool because they are visiting times we care about. They're they're visiting you know the the the, the shows on past. They're visiting things we've seen already, things that we didn't know we wanted to see again, or 
even showing us things we hadn't seen before. And I love that stuff in All Good Things. I think that that's what's cool about it. Um, but that's, I mean, that's all that's cool about it because story-wise, I'm like, oh my God. Um, Future's End, though, does the, does the thing that I, I like to see already, which is like, we're going to do time travel. We're just going to visit modern day. You know, we're going to see these guys interact with, with the population that, that we all know from our own modern day. And that's what I think was cool about Future's End. And that's why I want to go with Future's End over All Good Things because the only time I'll f- vote for All Good Things is if it's up against Time Zero. So that's it. Alex? Okay, first of all, Future's End is an unoriginal pile of crap. That episode is a complete ripoff of Battlestar uh, Galactica, 1980, which makes it even more offensive because that starred Kent McCord from Emergency One, who was also the dad in um, Farscape, which is the entire entire cornucopia of geek evidence showing that it, this episode is sucking big time. So, uh, uh, all, uh, yeah, it's the other one. All good things. <laughs> I'll vote for all good things. Uh, Chuck. All good things. All good things is moving on. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Year of Hell versus Past Tense. Uh, I'm going to stick with uh, past tense on this one. Um, again, like I said, it just, it's a really great example of, um, of Star Trek, of, of using the sci-fi elements to make uh, an interesting commentary. Uh, and, you know, there, there's a lot of good stuff in Year from Hell, but, uh, and even Jared points out that it, it, unfortunately, it is, it is a massive reset button, even from, from the moment you recognize that this is going to be, you know, happening over a long period of time. And that that does sort of suck some of the stakes out of it. Um, and while it's an interesting idea that they're going through and, and doing all of this stuff, I think when you start to unravel the thread of how does this impact the timeline, uh, it all falls apart. Nothing works. And the best Star Trek time travelers travels are ones that maybe don't try to do that. Like I said, that's why the Q stuff and the stuff with the profits that starts to work a little bit better because then you get this more deliberate uh, change in the timeline. But when you really attack it with this practical fake science stuff, it starts to kind of fall apart. And, uh, and that's really my problem with all time travel stuff. Uh, you know, I've been watching the, uh, that new 12 monkeys show, and uh, and that that continually becomes one of the things that, that bugs me and takes me out of it is when something happens and you go that that that, that doesn't make any sense that wouldn't work that's that's that that uh, kind of just the, the time travel breaks um, and that happens a little bit in this episode uh, well well it's, it's it's still a really solid episode um, but those sort of things sort of take me out of it and I just really liked past tense more Jared. Oh man, no! Year of Hell is it? I mean, this this is the one that that has to get of you know get the votes because past tense, yeah, okay. So it's got the the social commentary, and it's got you know the the homeless shelter bit going on and the like. And I liked it, and of course, you know, I already acknowledged that I love the stepping up and becoming Gabriel Bell bit. I love the rest of it. I do, I do. But when you're talking about time travel. I mean, the antagonist in Year of Hell is somebody who can change all of time just by pulling a trigger. Like, things are just continually altered. 
And like the characters are continually having to adapt to, I mean, the audience has to adapt to new information and the characters are already rocking a universe that has been changed. I mean, they're all working under those, those correct rules. When rules get changed, everybody on the show adapts. And I mean, that's all, all those ducks are in a row. What we get in your hell is we get to see that crew and Janeway specifically pushed the absolute fucking limit. We get to see her operate in a way that, you know what? I don't care that it resets because I don't want to continue to watch a Star Trek show with a Janeway who's that damaged. I mean, she is completely full tilt fucking awesome bozo by the end of that. I mean, it tests her Mattel and we see what choices she's willing to make. And that's enough for me as an audience member. I don't care that, it, that there's no ramifications, that it's not going to get revisited. The fact that we got to see all of that, that we saw that bit where she shuts down the doctor, all of that stuff is fucking insanely awesome and terrific and totally, totally more memorable than past tense. So it's got to be Year of Hell. A vote for Year of Hell. Alan? First of all, Year of Hell is a great episode. And second of all, I hate the homeless. So it's Year of Hell. Yeah. Chuck? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Year of Hell is a really creative episode. It's really fun. And, I thought you were uh, going to say you agree you hate the homeless. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, the thing is that uh, we got a good program going on in the Northeast to get rid of the homeless. It's called Winter. Um, <laughs> so we don't worry too much about them. Uh, but uh, yeah, Year of Hell, very, very like a. Voyager is is definitely an underrated show, you know. Jared, I appreciate your pain, but uh, that's one of my favorite um, uh, kind of. I think it's a two part episode, isn't it? Right? Two. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one. I like that. I'm going to your hill. Uh oh. They're both two parters. Uh, Barry. Yeah, this is uh, this is really difficult one here because you've got Year of Hell, where you really see people like I can mention just performing under pressure and under circumstances, and then, and then the, the, the fact of the guy who, for his own purposes, is just totally screwing with the timeline and just causing just massive ramifications uh, among people that, that, that he just apparently doesn't care about because of his fixed-mindedness. Yep. And past Red Foreman, with, right? Yeah. And past and tense with a, yeah, and, and past tense with its social commentary just really just drives home with me about what, what Star Trek can do with a message. And... Year of Hell already's got three votes, so I'm going to go ahead and, and vote for past tense. But that's right. Year of Hell is moving on into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. It is Yesterday's Enterprise versus Endgame. Holy crap. I love both these episodes. I really, really do. I really do. I love that uh, at the end of Yesterday's Enterprise, like Guinan through some weird, convenient kind of offbeat way can kind of live in multiple timelines. And I dig the end when she just wants Jordy to just tell her about Tasha Yar because she didn't even know that cat. And I think that's really touching. And I really enjoy, you know, how that all comes together. I enjoy um, seeing the, the old uniform and the Enterprise C and all that business. I really do. And you know, this is like when TNG does time travel right. It's like when, you know, they're doing things that involve things that we already witnessed. You know, that's that's cool stuff. 
And Endgame, which I know is like being, you know, pouted on as a not satisfying finale to a show that, I mean, if most people like actually sat down and like looked at their criticism of Endgame, they're like, well, you know, I just didn't even like Voyager anyway. So, you know, it's kind of a wash. I mean, that's what I think most, you know, people that don't want to watch Voyager have already written off Voyager and they wrote it off in 1997. I mean, those guys, of course they don't like Endgame. Of course they don't. But if you come in as somebody that likes Voyager, I mean, it's immensely satisfying. I mean, you, you, the, 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 you don't see what happens when they get to Earth. Well, that's bullshit. You know that the, the doctor, you know, picks a name. You know that he's getting laid. You know that, like, Tuvok, you know, that illness they introduced, like, in, you know, episode 416 of, you know, season six or whatever. That disease is going to take Tuvok over. There's just, you know, maybe, maybe something can be done. Maybe if Janeway can change things. And again, it's the obsessiveness of these characters of Voyager that they need to have everybody get together. They need to have everybody, everybody gets home or nobody gets home. That kind of thing, that, that, that need of Janeway to, to basically piss in the face of fate. Like fate got them home. They got home in a normal kind of way. But she feels like she was robbed because she didn't get everybody. So she's going to take it on herself to fucking bring everybody in. And that's fucking intense. And I mean, those stakes are huge. And, you know, again, she kills herself to get her way. And that's why she's one of the most beautiful captains in Star Trek and why she went places that nobody else would ever go or could ever go. Everyone says Cisco's the most hardcore captain, but Captain Janeway has killed herself multiple times just to ensure that everybody else, that her family was going to get something better. And that's endgame. And she gave her life for it. So, I mean, how can I vote for Tasha Yari, though I love her, when on the other side of the table, it's like, dude, seriously? Seriously. This woman will not take no for an answer. And she gets her fucking way. So I'm going to go with Endgame. A vote for Endgame. Uh, Alan? Uh, I just, for finales, you know, uh, I, I just couldn't get into the Endgame. I'm a Voyager fan. I didn't like the episode. Um, yeah, uh, Yesterday's Enterprise is more, to me, is more classic. So Yesterday's Enterprise. Chuck? Uh, yesterday's Enterprise, I think Endgame was just a rip-off of all good things. Barry? Um, yesterday's Enterprise and, and Endgame both have two uh, things that I really like uh, about the, the time travel thing, where you've got Janeway just, in essence, just totally giving herself up, and, and like I said, for her crew, I mean, collaborating with the Klingons, just uh, you know, risking all of all of her military career to to, to 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 make this right, but yesterday's Enterprise, I think, is just too too good of an episode as far as the ramifications that it has. And I'll talk about those in the next bracket because I'm voting for yesterday's Enterprise. Mike, uh, yesterday's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise is moving on. We're on to our next fight, Alan. This one is yours. It is the visitor. Versus Timeless. Uh, again, imagine that you could see 
<laughs> in epi- this is the strongest. Visitor is hard to beat. I mean, come on. We're, I'm not trying to kid anybody here. But imagine if there was a Star Trek episode um, you have not seen. And you had a chance to see it now for the very first time all these years later. It would be fucking incredible. I'm phoning for Timeless, not necessarily because of the episode, but because to me, it's an episode I saw for the very first time only two weeks ago. You know, Alan, I don't have to imagine. It's called the animated series. There's about <laughs> 70 episodes I've never seen. Yeah, for me, it's called Enterprise Seasons 2. You know that shit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. You would want to see, though. Not, not that. Oh, uh, I do, but I just obviously not enough to uh, not watch another, <laughs> not watch a Deep Space Nine instead. <laughs> Chuck? Um, hmm, I'm going to go with Timeless because uh, actually, yeah, cause I was one of those people who uh, early on Voyager was pretty bad. Like the first season or two was pretty bad. Season three picked up a little bit and uh, I kind of didn't really watch it until – it, they started putting on after the 1998 Nagano Olympics, uh, like uh, I would switch over to it. And later on, like a couple of seasons later, it was like one of the, like they really kind of like marketed it up, like all these commercials. They even had kind of like a cinematic thing, like Voyager was frozen onto the ice and all that stuff. So, yeah, I thought it was a good show. I have some good memories connected with it. And it's a good time travel episode. And even though I never buy Harry Kim, it's kind of like the dark Harry Kim. Like, you know, he, come on, man. But it. That's a good uh, episode. I'm going to throw that one out there. Barry. Um, I know last round I was talking about Timeless and what I didn't like it. Um, now I'm going to tell you what I do like about it with the Harry Kim character. He really gets a short shrift in a whole lot of episodes. Now here. He sucks. He, <laughs> yes, he does. But, but, when, but in this <laughs> instance here where he's got a situation with his obsession and his, his 15-year just, just effort. To, to, to make right what he did wrong and all the, the hoops that he goes through and he even persuades Chakotay to go along with him, throw their military careers away, become wanted fugitives, uh, and, and just, just, just go to just the nth degree to, to, to make right what he did wrong. That, that, that's really a good episode. But The Visitor with just, it's just, just epic performance and, and the way that we see it in sort of a different way and not that it's a time travel in the sense that you're going somewhere. It's that we're living in the future, what Jake is doing, what the effort that he's going through, the, the things that he's thrown away to, to try to make it correct. And, and, and the love that he has for his father. And, and, you know, I, I lost my father 20 years ago, but it just still gets me every time. So I think just from the heart, I've got to go with the visitor. Mike. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the visitor. Um, I I didn't care for Timeless uh, very much, um, and certainly up against something like the visitor. I mean, this is this is, is no contest. I mean, we were talking about you know the you know what what Harry Kim would go through um, because to to get Voyager back because of his mistake. Uh, I mean, Jake gives up his life uh, to get his father back, um, and he gets his father back. Uh, it's a great touching episode and, and Voyager, uh, you know, you were talking about Voyager and family deep space nine, uh, is really the only star Trek that's had a, a, a really good positive, real family, uh, that I can remember. Um, you know, Jake and, and his, and, uh, and Ben Cisco, you know, this is, this is a, the father and son of, of star Trek. 
And this uh, show is, is about nothing but, um, you know, we get to see the future. We get to see, uh, you get to see those nice little glimpses. Um, and then all of it, like Barry said, is just anchored by really a great performance by one of, uh, one of the great guest actors on Star Trek. So, um, for me, it's, it's pretty much a slam dunk. It's, uh, the visitor. It is all tied up. Comes down to you there, Jared. Which one is going to move oh. on? Well, this is the thing. Right? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. You know what? You know, I love The Visitor. The Visitor is a fucking phenomenal episode of Star Trek. If this was the best Star Trek episode, you know, this wouldn't be a conversation. I mean, obviously, The Visitor would go forward. But, we're but it about won't. Time travel, right? Okay, so the time travel here is experienced, I guess, Cisco experiences time because he keeps coming in and out of subspace. So I guess he's time traveling, but it's not really his story. And it's not really a time travel story. So timeless moves on that technicality. I'm going to go ahead and move timeless forward. You voted oh. for timeless, but I haven't voted for shit in this episode. Well, not really. I am going to vote for the fucking visitor. And we're <laughs> going to travel back in goddamn time. And we're going to go to the man, the myth, the legend, R2-D2. Mike, do you have R2-D2 there? Yes! It's tied up. <laughs> it is all tied up. R2-D2 is going to break I, I do, but uh, R2 has no batteries. No! Oh, flip it. Just flip, flip Wait, a, fuck, flip a fucking coin. Have- Go to George Washington the American Eagle. <laughs> oh, America, bro. We got to get R2-D2 working. Yo. Okay, so, okay. Just, so hold, on now, hold on, hold on. A vote for the visitor is a vote for old man Nog. I love him. <laughs> that. Okay, I, I have I have a Think solution. Think about that moment. Think about that awkward pile of poo. Come on. I'm voting for Star Trek the motion picture. I have a solution. I say take a coin and either flip it using R2-D2 or throw it R2-D2. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Just, R2-D2 I say out. take uh, Jared's cat and throw it in the air. And if it oh. lands on its back... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's Voyager. Winner. I, I've, got, I, I've got it right here because R2D2 was just a random number generator. That's all he was, right? Yep. Yeah. He, he's one through six. I just, not in our hearts, Damon. I not went, in our hearts. I, I went through to a website, random.org. It has a random number generator. I'm putting it one through six. Uh, so uh, odd is one and, and even is another. Odd right. is. Uh, Actually, it's timeless. No, wait, no. Let let let's let your for that to win would be odd. Yeah, well, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll let Vo- Voyager boy will decide odd or even. Seriously, I love both episodes. I just think but, the visit but, it was not really time travel. So Jared, which, which is it? Is is uh is it odd or even? Is timeless odd or even? Timeless is odd. You're gonna Aquaman. go with odd. Okay, I'm gonna roll the dice and, and Mike, go ahead and make the R2D2 noise. <laughs> <laughs> fucking timeless moves on god damn no. son of a bitch I tried to save it I tried to save you I miss you R2-D2 I miss you so much oh I can't believe the R2-D2 isn't up and running well I can that thing is like 17 years old dude you had to reinstall Skype <laughs> <laughs> you're surprised well, yeah. batteries in R2-D2 <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> timeless is moving on we're on to our next fight uh, Chuck this one is yours it is Trials and Tribulations versus City on the Edge of Forever. I'm going to go uh, Trials and Tribulations because I like how they mesh like the two errors of Star Trek in 
very well, you know, like Rock the Gino. What? You're the second person that asked that. You know, like, well done. Uh, I'm not going to go into it too much. That's the one I'm voting for. Barry Ingram. And we've got uh, Trials and Tribulations and City on the Edge of Forever. Again, again, another really, really hard one here. But I think I'm going to vote for City on the Edge of Forever just because of the of the of the of the heaviness of the time travel where you've got great performance by McCoy and you know going back crazy, going back in time, just totally changing the future of of, of the world and and the way that, that our guys go back there. It's just a, a wonderful story and 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 the effect on the characters. Um, it, it's it's a classic Trek salute, uh, even more so than Trials and Tribulations. So I'm going to vote for City on the Edge of Forever. And you got the acting genius of uh, Cyrano Jones, of course. Um, Mike? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to vote for Trials and Tribulations um, because we are getting two uh, Star Treks moving forward. Um, plus, it's got great things like uh, Dax in the red skirt um, with her hair all uh, poofed up. And, uh, you know, kind of just going sort of nuts over the classic Trek uh, tricorder. Um, lots of great fan service in there. Plus I think it was pretty flawlessly executed. I mean, I really, they really did a great job merging stuff in. And I love sitting on the edge of forever. It's one of my favorite episodes, but, uh, it's not as much fun. Um, and, uh, and you know, we get Kirk, but if we have trials and tribulations, we get Kirk and Cisco. So that's more. Jared. Uh, no City on the Edge of Forever, no Trials and Tribulations. So City on the Edge of Forever. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Alan. Which one is moving on? Okay, let me put it to you this way. Uh, this is a comparison of, of future utopianism and old-time old time Deep South racism. Okay, in City of the Edge of Forever... They go back to Mayberry. Okay, if you ever watch the Andy Griffith show... I thought they went to New York. Well, yeah, but they have Clyde's Barbershop in the window. That's the one where they... Isn't that the one where they walk in front of Clyde's Barbershop? Floyd. Floyd's Barbershop, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in um, the Andy Griffith show, when when have you ever... In the entirety of that series, have you ever seen an African-American, a Korean, uh, a Jewish guy... Or like Spick. There's the like pilot. only white people there. Fuck that place. It's trials and tribulations all the way. I like how you were being PC right until <laughs> so you got to Hispanic people. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, that's right. Uh, trials and tribulations, I guess. I can't. I, I feel dirty about it, but it's moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this next fight is for a spot in the final four. Barry, it's yours. It's relativity. Versus Star Trek Four. Uh, Star Trek Four really has a has a big place in my heart. Um, but you're going to vote against it, yeah? So, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> um, it, 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 again, we're just getting around to the real hard ones here. Star Trek Four is fun, but Relativity, I think, has a very serious uh, uh, time travel about it. In that we've got uh, we've got the guy that is just being uh, Braxton is just for his own purpose, his own revenge against Janeway is just totally screwing up with the time. Um, we've got, we've got him that, that is just, just has a single mindedness 
and just the effects of seeing the different points where at first you think at first you think it's well back when they were in the the Planitia shipyards that's where it was no it was when they first found the Kazon well it was when they found the Kazon then they had to go back to Utopia Planitia and it it just weaves seamlessly together and just seems to be a really good uh, written episode and shows the effects of of time travel when you've got somebody who's just intent on totally totally getting revenge and the way that it screws everybody up so I'm going to go with relativity. Mike, um, this uh, this is pretty easy. This is but I, I was away for a second. This is Star Trek Four against Relativity, right? Yes, it is. Okay, um, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to stick with Star Trek Four. Um, I'm I'm surprised at the, what a juggernaut some of the Voyager stuff has been on here. Um, the biggest problem I have with Relativity again becomes these sort of concept things as far as the time travel goes. And at first, the idea of people from the future going back and tweaking things and, and making things work is kind of a clever idea, but it, it's one of those things that when it starts to starts to fall apart. Um, and then you have to start to wonder why they didn't fix all of the things that, you know, the existence of that group may, means that this geek fight should not be possible. Um, so that, that always becomes kind of a problem when these um, sort of time, uh, Federation or Time Fleet, Starfleet people from the future, uh, and that that kind of permeates Enterprise too. Is when you start using time travel like that, uh, it gets to be a little uh, a little dangerous because story wise, uh, it it's, it sort of starts to contradict things. Star Trek Four is a lot of fun. Uh, there's problems with the time travel there, uh, but it's 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 one of the. I mean, it's it was the most successful Star Trek movie for for very good reasons. It's just highly entertaining. Uh, it's a blast. I mean, I mean, it's now become a lot much. It's been it. It doesn't hold up all that well. Things that are very much of their time often don't. But uh, now I kind of get a kick at looking back at the '80s. It's Star Trek going into the past rather than Star Star Trek going into the present. Um, so it's still a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm really kind of surprised that relativity has gone this far. Um, but uh, yeah, Star Trek Four. Jared, all right. Um. Man, I love Star Trek Four. I mean, I just it's it's hard to get around the the love for that one. Um, honestly, I mean, it's so magical, just because that whole group is working so well, and Spock having just got his brain back is just Spock, but not Spock. But he's also trying to like incorporate suggestions Kirk gave him, you know, to make him more like the Spock he knew. But he's actually a fairly different Spock. And I really dig that they committed to that. They just went with that, with this new Spock. And I mean, that new Spock like, was capable of all kinds of interesting things as those movies went forward. Absolutely. I mean, this is really hard for me because um, the Relativity story, which I've been championing this whole time, is also completely fucking brilliant. And it's a great episode of Star Trek. It just is a good episode of Star Trek. I mean, it, it does the all good things thing where you get to see aspects of the past so they're revisiting that you get to see um seven of nine do all kinds of cool things and she also dies which is great um fuck i'm gonna end up going with uh relativity just because uh i think the time travel motif is more effective in it and it's a weak argument but god damn it i love star trek 4 but i'm on relativity tonight 
of Vote for Relativity. Alan. Uh, I love the episode. It's uh, We're just coming into a very good episode versus a very classic episode. So it's got to be The Voyage Home. A vote for The Voyage Home. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Chuckles. Star Trek 4. Star Trek 4. Into the final four. Uh, one of the things I like about Star Trek 4, I'll say right now, is uh, go back and watch all of Bones' performances, especially when he's in the hospital talking about the barbaric procedures they're doing. Because 30 years later, they are doing barbaric procedures. Like they're cutting people open. They want to cut open <laughs> his fucking brain. We don't do that shit anymore. We have microsurgery and shit like that. Just 30 years later, the shit they're doing in that movie is barbaric. Imagine well, see, that's all because of the technology we got when we dissected that old lady that grew a kidney back. Okay. <laughs> grew another kidney. But anyway, uh, Star Trek 4 is moving on. Uh, next fight, Mike, it's yours. It is visionary versus all good things. That's a hard one for me. That, that is a hard one, but uh, it is it is also a, an easy one, even though I love both episodes and, and they are both great examples of <laughs> Of uh, what they are. Visionary is a, a great one-off, clever, tight, smart bottle episode uh, where the time travel works uh, pretty well and, uh, and and pretty unusually and, and does something very unexpected. Certainly, I don't think anybody expected for there to be an O'Brien death, even though uh, it, it obviously doesn't have any, any lasting ramifications. But as I've said before, all good things. Uh, it's it's my favorite Star Trek episode uh, for a variety of reasons. I've, I've given some before. Um, other ones, it, it's a Q episode. I love Q episodes on the whole. Uh, it, it's a Q episode that is very, let's try to teach Picard. I love that it's a callback to um, to uh, the pilot to uh, encounter. Absolutely. Arbor, not yep. just because of the time travel, but also because... You know what? What Q's speech was that the, this idea that that everything has been um, part of the test and the test never ends, and it introduces some of these ideas that uh, that are just kind of neat. It's just kind of a clever callback to think that you know everything that has happened since then has all been kind of part of of what this show is about, what this quest is, what this trek is. They even say trek in a very very um, heavy handed way, but I still got a kick out of it. Uh, I still think it's one of the best um, series finales of all time. I love how it ends with Picard playing poker. Uh, you know, it's it's really just it's got so many nice moments, um, and I think the time traveler the time travel is used very very effectively and in a very interesting way. Uh, it's not as as tight, but it's big, um, and uh, I think that's kind of fun. Was that was that a sexual euphemism I just made? I'm sorry about that. But, uh, I hope so. Yeah, I'm. I'm still sticking with uh, with all the things. Jared. Oh man. Okay. So at the at the heart of it, we've got two characters that are time traveling, and only those two characters are affected. Like every the whole Star Trek universe is just going to go ahead. None the wiser that a time travel adventure happened in the first place. So of the two adventures, even though the Picard one has all this awesome nostalgia. I got to go with visionary just because it's a little bit more clever. It's just a little bit more clever. And the character is a lot more desperate. And the character solves the problem. 
Whereas, you know, in Picard's story, Q solves the problem that Q, I guess, invented, which is kind of lame. So it's got to be visionary. Alan? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like visionary quite a bit, but it, but it's all good things. It's... Uh, it's all good things. I'll save it for the next, uh, the final four, but yeah, I mean, visionaries, I am a huge fan of the episode, but again, we're moving into classic versus extremely good episode and all good things. Uh, rates as classic. All good things. gets another vote. Chuck. Yeah, it's definitely all good things. I mean, uh, yeah, the other episode, like, Oh, if you want to get technical, it did this or that time travel wise, but ultimately, um, I feel like that episode was like the perfect coda on um, Next Generation, which is like one of the most like successful Star Trek shows on TV. Uh, it's the real alpha and omega of the show. Uh, to say like, oh, it's just a Q episode, Q's doing this and that. The show fucking started off with Q. And to jump back and say, by the way, like a gr- brilliant retcon uh, to be like, you know, you've been in trial like the whole time was so great. Like it just dovetailed so many things. Like some of it, you know, you can like, uh, you know, say, Oh, that that was kind of stupid or whatever, but it's just such a satisfying end to the show. When like the credits rolled at the end of that episode, you were just like, yeah. Barry. Well, in, in visionary, I like that. Uh, because you've got the the different vignettes about the time travel, jumping forward fifteen minutes, jumping forward four hours, or whatever it is, and and you've got the you've got the the way that the time travel interacts and and O'Brien interacting with himself. But in all good in all good things, it, it is a perfect end to it, where you've got Q using time travel to show him to show us how he while he's tormented us, I guess, and fucked with us a whole lot. Still, it's just been more of a shepherd to us of, of, of trying to help us as humans grow in the right way. But All Good Things has already won, and and Visionary, when I saw it again today, I was really just struck by what a good episode it is. So I'm going to give it some love and, and make it three to two All Good Things, but Visionary gets my vote. All Good Things into the final four. Next fight is yours there, Jared. It is Year of Hell versus Yesterday's Enterprise. Oh, man. Voyager. Yeah, it's Voyager for the argument I already gave. I mean, Janeway (laughs) giving her life, man. Janeway Janeway gives her life to get her fucking way, and it's sick, and it's great to watch. And the episode actually was spun out of uh, a sideline from like the second season of Voyager where like uh, there was some time travel thing happening with Kess and somebody's like oh yeah no that all happened during what we call the year of hell and like that whole germ of an idea just kept coming down the pike like well we gotta do something with the year of hell that's badass and when they finally dropped it it was badass and I mean, I wouldn't trade any of that stuff with Janeway with the freaking injury and the freaking breathing in the gas and the fucking insane coughing and the, you know, just totally, totally blowing it out. And, you know, it's not a knock against yesterday's Enterprise. I mean, I, I hate to get highly technical here, but we're talking about the best of time travel. And I mean, this yesterday's Enterprise, I mean, 
you know, we've got a timeline that's altered as is, is in Year of Hell, but the antagonist itself is time. I mean, I mean, if you're going to be discussing these, these time aspects of Star Trek and trying to figure out, okay, well, what's the best story they could tell with time? Maybe, you know, not the one that made me the saddest or maybe the most angry or whatever. You've got to look at how those all, you know, what they ultimately brought to the table. And I think Year of Hell just brought a lot more, especially since, you know, the, the characters are pushed to such extremes. And we don't get that from Next Generation, and we would probably never get that from Next Generation. And that's Who the fuck's breathing? Is the favorite. So I'm going to go with that. Oh, uh, that was Chuck masturbating on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me not trying to throw up with that explanation. Right? <laughs> I, I, I want Year Hell to move through, by the way, just so we can have one of each going on. But, uh, Alan. Okay, uh... My choice is, is Year of Hell, and here's the reason why. These are both um, starships in distress movies, and you get the character development. You get the backstory on the distress in Year of Hell. I, I do kind of like the uh, undiscovered country aspect of where you kind of get the vibe because of just a description by somebody there standing there talking. I mean, the, the strong point to me of yesterday's Enterprise – is when Picard admits to um, whoever the hell it is that they're losing the war and like, Hey, if you have a chance to make this happen, we're losing the war. So, um, you know, go and make that happen. Um, but in my opinion, in this, this context, although Picard's a better actor or Patrick Seuss, a better actor than Kate Mulgrew, but uh year of hell does it better. So year of hell. Somebody hasn't watched Orange is the New Black. Uh, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely yesterday's Enterprise. I think it's like that, like when I was a kid, completely blew my mind. I mean, like you jump back to where like uh, the Federation stops from being like a, a thing of exploration to a thing of war during like the sash. It's almost like a hearkening back to Mirror Mirror from TOS. And uh, um, I just think it was like a say what you will like you would say oh voyager you know they did this with time travel and that but this shit fucking you know like was a pioneer it was like one of the first awesome time travel episodes and um i just think it's uh just just one of the best tng episodes a vote for time zero no yesterday's enterprise uh barry in uh year of hell it's uh, just such a wonderful episode with all of the crew under stress because of the time travel, because of the jumps back and forth and what happens to, to, to Voyager to the ship as it just, just, you know, totally just gets, uh, gets, gets wasted. And yesterday's enterprise, I think really has the best of Trek in that a recurring theme about Trek is that you've got a situation where our people are put in, where we can do one thing like in this instance where captain Garrett can stay alive, stay in the timeline, and help in the fight. But then they say, no, that's not the kind of people we are. We are the kind of people to go back through the rift, to go back to where we were, to give our lives defending the Klingon outpost and, and, and make things straight through the timeline. But the time travel in yesterday's Enterprise is just more of a, of a tangent as far as the show because the show is really about 
Captain Garrett making the right choice and doing doing and her crew agreeing with her to do the right thing. So as a time travel episode, going by that criteria, I'm going to vote for the Year of Hell. Oh fuck yeah, Mike! Uh, I'm again just surprised that uh, that that it, it's that much of a juggernaut. I'm definitely voting for yesterday's Enterprise. Um, I think it is a more satisfying episode. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you really get kind of the prototype for, for everything that you're talking about with Janeway with Captain Garrett. Um, Mm -hmm. she goes back in time, uh, and, and sacrifices herself and her ship for the greater cause. I mean, it's all there. Um, and again, like I just pointed out, one of the problems for me is even though time travel I mean, time travel, I don't think is tangential to the episode. Um, it's, it's what makes the episode happen. Um, and, and, and I think it's essential to the episode. Uh, it also winds up giving us some real ramifications with, uh, with Sela and, uh, with stuff that actually kind of plays out, uh, throughout next generation. Um, the time travel also, I think works pretty well because you get this idea that as soon as the ship comes in, the timeline changes and then when it goes back, everything changes back. So you don't even have some of the weird contradictions that, oh, well, if the time travel happened, then things would change and then time travel couldn't happen. You, you don't get any paradoxes out of it. Whereas, um, you know, the main problem with uh, something like uh, Ear from Hell is, is a, a show that actually starts to pick at the paradoxes. Once you acknowledge that there are these types of contradictions that happen when you fuck around with the timeline, uh, you then have to be very dodgy about which which ones are going to work and not work. Um, it acknowledges that small changes have big results, but it kind of completely fails in that small changes are going to have big results. And that means none of the things are actually going to play out the way they're playing out in the episode. Uh, so dramatically, that always creates kind of a distance for me. Um, so, yeah, yesterday's Enterprise is just a lot tighter. It's a lot, I think, more significant and, and important in Star Trek lore. Um I'm very saddened that it's actually getting knocked out at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess a uh, year from hell's a bigger juggernaut than I would have expected. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, the name of the episode is year of hell. <laughs> Either way. And year of hell is in the final four. I trusted you, Alan. Last spot for <laughs> the last spot. Alan, this one is yours. It is timeless versus trials and tribulations. Well, you know, my whole thing of, you know, it's a really exciting thing to me to find an episode I'd never seen before, but, uh, trials and tribulations is, uh, tribulations is, uh, it's, you know, if you're going to make a top 10 episode of all, of all Star Trek top, top 10 episodes you're going to watch, it's going to be on there. Um, while it's cool to find an episode you'd never seen before, um, it's, not one of the greats unless you live under a rock. So it's, so it's trials and tribulations. Uh, Chuck. Yep. Tribulations. Barry. Um, I'll keep it short. Trials and tribulations. Mike. Mike, are you dead? Did you mute? Did you walk away? <laughs> He's going to bathroom break counting. Yep. Somebody's going to go blabbing for 15 minutes on. Timeless? On timeless? He's hitting the bong. <laughs> oh, this fucking mind. Well, I hope he's recording because I'm going to vote. 
Trials and Tribulations gets another vote. Jared, oh, that is fucking bullshit, dude. Fuck you. It's not timeless. <laughs> oh, th- there you are, Mike. You're back now. Sorry. Where were you? I, had to... I thought I had time. No. And <laughs> Tribulations. <laughs> uh, Jared, is it a clean sweep? Um, I'm tempted to make it a clean sweep. I just... Yeah, let's just do it. Trials and Tribulations. Yay, Trials and Tribulations. And yet again, Enterprise is left out. Because we've got an original series movie, we've got a Next Generation finale, we've got a Voyager two-parter, and we've got a Deep Space Nine episode. No nice. Enterprise. That means we could get to sleep early tonight. You, you know, How did the like, fucking Enterprise finale uh, miss out on this? Enterprise finale. Uh, easily. Because <laughs> it was best of Star Trek time travel, not... <laughs> Star Trek time travel in a general kind of way. (laughs) And that is actually the saddest part because Enterprise has the most time travel out of all of them because of the fucking temporal Cold War. But that becomes part of the problem because it's hard to isolate individual episodes. Right. Yeah, but they lose cred because they didn't. They didn't. They, oh, they you know what? All right, let's just let's move on. No, yeah. we're not because I do have to honorable mention the one that just popped in my fucking head. The oh, one gosh. where the the Enterprise episode <laughs> where Archer, it's in season three, can't. Uh, he uh, he he lost. He's got like Alzheimer's and he keeps. Yeah, off the my life. Oh yeah. shit, dude! That to like, me is a time travel. Like leaving him around the ship, like. Sometimes you just read to the kids and they dig it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's such a good episode. But our right. final four is... Uh, so uh, so Kentucky is going to get knocked out. Kentucky already lost. That was yesterday. That was right. the joke. Oh, time travel, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Chuck, this fight is yours. It's Star Trek Four versus All Good Things, and we know which way you're not going to vote. It's definitely Star Trek Four best time travel uh, movie of all time. That's wrong. That's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, number oh, one. Uh, Barry? Um, I think in All Good Things, where we've got, uh, uh, like I said, Q taking Picard back and forth through time, wrapping up the series, showing him his journey that he's taken and using the time travel, like I said before, to show what, what he can do to better humanity and, and, and make us, make us better. And everything just isn't zipping around the galaxy. It's looking inside ourself. Star Trek four is just a wonderful, wonderful ride. It's just, you know, sit back, get your beer, popcorn, and just lose yourself for two hours yeah, and it's really, really hard to vote for the vote for which one I want to want to wanted to go forward. But I'm going to go ahead and go for all good things. Mike, Ooh. Um, this is really tough, but uh, I will. Uh, I, I could try to uh, bring out uh, another argument for all good things, but I think I have said um, I've said all I can say. I uh, it's it's like it's my favorite Star Trek. So obviously I'm going to vote for it here. Gerard. I'm going to vote for uh, the voyage home because it's a lot more fun time travel wise. The characters click better and Mike Ortiz cannot see all good things in the geek fights finale. (laughs) It is all tied up. Alan. Oh Jesus. This could literally 
in geek fights. Don't fuck this up, bro. <laughs> this could well, end this me... episode. <laughs> as I as I ponder the outcome of this, I'll take a slug off my Irish cold country club malt liquor. Mmm. That's refreshing. It's still ice cold? Uh, yeah, because I got to sit in a bucket of ice, actually. Wow, uh, I like your style. All right. <laughs> Here, I'll sit in a picture in a second. Um, man. The real enemy of this whole this whole uh, Geek Fights episode is predictability here. Um, it's going to be real hard to fight this. I love Voyage Home, but Voyage Home, to me... Oh, you fucking asshole. ...is an episode... It's almost oh. like watching the Rat Pack in Vegas. It's just What's a bunch of guys... That? It's a bunch oh. of guys fucking around. You fucking asshole. <laughs> they don't even care. Hey, let's do a bunch of shit. It looks like the the Voyage Home. It, it, it's kind of like the whole thing was ad libbed. Charming, yeah, granted. Charming from beginning to end. Fan favorite. Fun as hell to watch. But you it's, suck. It's not even Star Trek. It's just kind of uh, hey, hey, you know, hey, here's this wacky thing. Oh no, Kirk's saying some goofy curse word. Oh no, uh, Chekhov is. Saying something backwards and vessels, you know, were all good things. Um, when it was announced that Star Trek Next Generation was going to end in season seven, um, I watched every fucking episode. I kind of drifted away a little, not, not drifted away, but it hadn't been attentive before that. And it was just like the episodes were actually blatantly pretty fucking crappy in uh, season seven, especially that mask and whatever the fuck it was. Um, and it's like, okay, let's see how this thing fucking wraps up. And it had weight and depth of story that was unbelievable and kick fucking ass off the scale. And not only is it probably the greatest Star Trek episode, debatably, um, it's the most poignant Star Trek, uh, episode or movie. So, uh, and you bring in the aspect of time travel, hands down. It is about time travel as opposed to some... I remember being a little kid saying, like, a slingshot around the sun to go back in time. Even as a little kid, I was like a little kid watching that when it came out. I remember thinking, like, is that like, you know... And I, tried, I thought back to, like, the Superman episode where Superman, like, flies around the Earth backwards and makes it back... The Earth rotate backwards and went back in time. And I was like, well, how is, how is that working? You know, type of thing where um, they pulled all getting good things, pulls the uh, time travel off great with a God character. So uh, <laughs> the ch my choice is uh, all good things. All good things is in the final, Mike. It's so close. It's so close. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see if we can rip it away from him. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, this fight is yours. It is year of hell versus trials and tribulations. And I know which one can actually take out all good things. Well, we've got, like I said, trials and tribulations with the time travel going uh, back to the old series and the way that it's seamlessly interwoven. Year of Hell just being just such a tough, gritty episode. Are people under pressure? What the time travel is just doing to them as, as them jumping back and forth. But I think I'm going to go for Trials and Tribulations just because the way that the time travel opens the door to so many things and 
connects so many things that are present in the series. It starts the whole thing about the Klingons and how they got the smooth heads. Um, it uh, gives us a secret in the original Trials and Tribulations when Kirk is sitting there and Tribbles are falling on his head. We find out what that is. It's them throwing it out the throwing throwing the Tribbles through the through the hole, which is just really funny the way that it connects and everything, and the way that they use the time travel to connect those things and to make a good seamless entertaining episode. I'm going to vote for Trials and Tribulations, Mister Ortiz. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I will second everything. Uh, everything Barry said there. Um, but for me, it really does just boil down to um, all the arguments I've made for and against both of these all this time, and one very simple thing, and it's there in the title: uh, Trials and Tribulations has tribbles. There are no tribbles in year of, from, for, or if hell. <laughs> uh, Mister Formby. This is this is a this is a tough fight because I do love all of Star Trek and I do love these these two in particular. Um, man, so the thing is, is that I love that episode, that Deep Space Nine episode immensely. I really, really do, but it is only rewarding because you know I've seen the original series. As far as just a good, you know, compact story, though, I'm going to go with Year of Hell. Alan? Uh, you know, I, I voted for Year of Hell throughout this whole thing, but uh, it it can't compare to Trials and Tribulations. Tri- I'm going to have to save my Trials and Tribulations for the final, but uh, um, Year of Hell's great. Good episode. Uh, I don't think the best Star Trek Voyager episode, um, uh, but it's got to be uh, Trials and Tribulations. Tribulations. It is Trials and Tribulations versus All Good Things, the final fight. Oh. Mike, it's so close you can taste it, motherfucker. <laughs> like my balls. Did you say it's mine? Yeah, it's you. Uh, I'm voting for Trials and Tribulations. Oh! <laughs> Are you serious? You're fucking yes, serious. Actually, if you recall, <laughs> fucking serious. there was a, a different episode where all good things came up, and I voted against it then. Um, and again, it, it is my favorite Star Trek, uh, like I said, but I do think the time travel in Trials and Tribulations works better I think the episode is more, and I love, I mean, God, I've been building arguments for all good things the whole time. I still have more that I could give for it. Um, but, uh, I, I love trials and tribulations. It's Kirk and Cisco. I mean, you get the, you get two tracks in one. Um, and, and I know it's my weird nitpick though. All good things does have ramifications. It has internal ramifications for Picard. It changes his view of things. Uh, and I think that counts. And I think that's even a more important ramification than a real, than a physical ramification. But the ramifications of trials and tribulations mean the reintroduction of the tribbles into the Star Trek universe. And we get to learn how the Klingons hunted them all down because that episode is just much more fun. If I, it came, it comes down to that old 
geeked by that, it's which one would I put on right now? Um, I would put trials and tribulations on because it also, cause it's shorter. Um, but, uh, <laughs> shorter. Well, yeah. Cause it's, I mean, it's only, they're both episode. a T they're both an episode, a TV episode. Oh yeah. But all yeah, the no, things was, I, it was I'll a two hour. It was like a two parter. Um, so yeah. <laughs> okay. And, uh, as, as Alan said, the, uh, the enemy of this is predictability. So fuck it. I'm voting for trials and tribulations. And uh, you've been making an argument for uh, all good things, not just for this episode. You've been thinking about arguments for this for four and a half episodes, four yeah. and a half years. And I, I've Sorry. spent all of them. Four and a half years. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not heartbroken. You were. Uh, I, I basically did stack this bracket so that it could make it to the final four. I yeah, totally you- admit to that. Um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, oh, dude, come on! But uh, I figured that's as far as it was going to make the fact—the fact that it actually even beat Star Trek Four—and believe me, I was actually almost tempted to vote for Star Trek Four because I do love that. Yep, <laughs> but you uh, fucked up. <laughs> this uh, is a vote for Trials and Tribulations, uh, Jared. Okay, um, so it seems to me that um, I can decide to. You know, either, you know, go with Trials and Tribulations, which is my, my favorite ever, you know, episode that has gotten to the final two because it's not all good things. Or I could vote for all good things and hope that the whole panel goes that way to ensure that this episode finally does win a contest that Mike didn't want it to win. That it would finally be a winner. And then it was just the time travel thing. That was it. That was what got it through. But I'm going to vote with my heart. I'm going to go with Trials and Tribulations because it is fun and it is nostalgic. Oh. And, and there's the killer line where, you know, they're talking about, you know, being back in time and, and the like and what they shouldn't do, what they can't do. And Cisco says, I would love to talk to Captain Kirk about fighting the Gorn on Cestus 3. And that is just sweet. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for that. I, I will admit. I mean, uh, I, my love for all good things is great, and I could be swayed. I, I mean, hey, Mike, look at the clock. <laughs> what? We're closing it on three hours. God yeah, damn you guys. You guys fucking suck. No, uh, we're at half hours. We're at two. Uh, no, that's when you joined the call, knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Al, it, it's your turn. Go ahead. Okay. So now, now it's a fight. Now this is a fight for Mike. This is everybody talking here, <laughs> making their making their um, their pitch and their argument for this final geek fight should be uh, aiming it towards Mike. <laughs> I love ti- trials and tribulations. It's fucking funny. The tie-in is flawless from top to bottom. But not only does uh, all good things have more time travel, and I don't mean more scenes. They're going back before the beginning of man, all the way till for some bizarre reason they would they get to warp. Here's here's where the gate crate comes in. Is it warp fourteen? <laughs> what was the what was the three nacelle Enterprise? Did you say warp twelve? Did you say uh, I thought warp thirteen. Yeah, it was over ten. It was it warp twelve or was it like warp fourteen? I think thirteen. Was it 13? I can't remember yeah. what it was. Pretty sure 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they go from way back to the future. And not only this, I'm gonna, this could be my final statement, Mike. My choice is for all good things. 
the most the 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 single line with the most weight in any Star Trek episode or movie is when Picard looks at the crew and and from their perspective, this is the first time they fucking heard from him. He says, I know that I'm gonna botch this, but he says, I know that this is the finest crew in all of Starfleet. Fleet? Fleet, yeah. I'm hammered. Fuck you guys. <laughs> all, all good things. I mean, for time trial, it's just more it, it, trials and tribulations. Yeah, it's fun, but um, Star Trek's not a fucking comedy. Um, all good things has incredible weight and it's an incredible episode and definitely the best uh, time travel episode. Chuck, all good things. It is all tied up. Oh shit, Barry! Which one is oh. going to take the win? Well, um, don't fuck it up, Barry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think of everybody here. I've probably been on the fewest geek fights, so I'm like the guy coming off the bench and getting fouled with one second left and one point behind, and got to make two free throws. So uh, that's that's just uh, it's it's uh, coming off the bench to uh, to have something this weighty, but you know, trials and tribulations for all the reasons. Such a, a wonderful episode. Seamlessly inter- integrating with everything, um, all good things. You know, Q shepherding him through back and forth through time, and that has you know. Uh, 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 Alan was talking about quotes. It's got that quote from Q that always just sends chills down my spine at the end. And I'm going to read this where he says, "For one fraction of a second, you are open to options you had never considered. That is the exploration that awaits you. Not mapping stars and studying nebula, but charting the unknown possibilities of existence." And, and using time travel as that mechanism to show us what we can do as people and how much better we need to become because we have to think outside of the box. That being said, Trials and Tribulations has time travel that connects up so much with the future of what Star Trek is going to become with the Klingon episodes in, in Enterprise, uh, the reference back to the Gorn, what they said, and... When it comes down to something this hard, I've I've got to go with the with 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 the mic rule. Which one would I rather watch right now? Trials and tribulations. Oh, oh, travesty! I'm changing my vote. (laughs) City on the edge of forever. No, Star Star Trek the motion picture. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Fucking travesty. You Wait, guys said, Damon, Damon, you didn't say it. Say what? That we're absolutely wrong? No, that you, you didn't actually say the title is declared the best blah, blah, blah. You want me to say that? Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. official until you say it. Yeah, it's like a fucking it boxing is. match, bro. Let's do True. it. Trials and Tribulations is the best Star Trek time travel. Uh, I would have been great if I just hung up there. I just <laughs> hung up there at the end of the episode. But I, I did want to let you guys plug anything if you needed to plug anything. And it's the best time travel episode ever. Right. Of course, I'm just gonna, always wrong. All right. I'm going to plug your mom, guys. This is a great <laughs> job. And I'm going to hang up right now because I'm going to fucking sleep. Good night. Good night. Good night. Stay black, Damon. Uh, kind of hard not to. <laughs> uh, Jared, anything from you? No, not right now. Uh, Alan. 
yeah, I'd like to plug uh, Mike. Like, should get a shout out to Janine and uh, Mike from the Optical Podcast, and I think it's called the Optical. The the podcast is called the Optical, and it's the podcast, the Optical Podcast, and it's actually I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but the magazine is called uh, that, that is based on is a magazine called Cinefix. I don't know if you guys are big Cinefix readers. Oh, I remember but I, that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a to- I'm a total huge fan, and I totally met up with uh, Janine one time and was rapping to her about Cinefix, and it was just kind of this strange thing that she's like, "Oh yeah, I work for Cinefix magazine. It's really cool." Anyway, Mike does the uh, podcast for or the optical podcast, which a lot of great kick-ass, really interesting interviews about. Um, um, oh, just another quick thing. She was asking me about what, what the first episode I, I read was. I was like, I don't know. I was a little kid. Uh, it was the episode that was about Star Trek, the motion picture. And it turns out that was the first episode or the first issue of the Optical Podcast. So Mike oh, does wow. a really kick-ass podcast um, uh, with people that actually do the practical effects. They're big. If you guys are familiar with the Optical or with uh, Cinefx Magazine, they're big on uh, practical effects yeah. and all that jazz. And uh, a super high-quality magazine. And he gets actual people that were actually working on the movies from Superman to, to um, Star Trek The Motion Picture to uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, a really interesting podcast. Yeah, you guys should check it out. It's, it's really cool. Thank anyway, that, you. That's my plug. Alan? Barry? Um, I've got a friend of mine named Garrett Manuel. He's putting on a convention. If anybody's in the Lake Charles area on April the 24th, the 25th, and 26th, it's called CYPHACON, C-Y-P-H-A-C-O-N. It's a small fan-run convention, and uh, Larry Nemechek's going to be there. Um, Vic McNana, who I think plays Captain Kirk in the new reboot of the Star Trek, is going to be there. And Jeffrey Combs, who is everyone's favorite, Shron, uh, uh, and, and all the other people that he plays in Star Trek. And, uh, and uh, it, it's just going to be a really nice convention. It's fan-run. There's probably not going to be a lot of people there, so you can you know interact with the guest and everything, and just have a good time. So if you're in the Lake Charles area, April 24th through the 26th, come check out a good science fiction convention. Although you might have to time travel to to, to go see it. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, actually, we already had it. It was a fucking good time. There we go, uh, Mike. Anything from you? Are we going to tell them anything? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> No, there's stuff that we could be telling people, but we're not telling people yet. Uh, Facebook Geek Fights. Uh, Twitter Geek Fights. Uh, I used to have uh, Instagram Geek Fights, but it was just me. And then I <laughs> no, like I, I changed. Like I, I put. I was, the only thing I put on there was uh, a leaf falling to the ground, and it was right after I saw gravity. I was like, oh, look, it's gravity. Um, and that was, that was about it. Uh, But until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. So now that the show's officially over, uh, I would have changed my vote. Oh, I know you would (laughs) have. You just immediately went to, okay. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, actually, the the reminder of the going back to the dawn of time, that was good. Yeah. I forgot about that. There was an extra time travel. And then, you know, when, when Barry did the, uh, the Q code, yeah. I was sold. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Q, I forgot about the Q code, yeah. but that, 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 uh, Picard's line, you are the finest. That, uh, that still that haunts me. Yeah. It haunts me to this day, but yeah, I was kind of a, kind of concerned that it, you know, the predictability of it, it's like, man, there wasn't really anything weird or, uh, a good perspective to come from on it. But at the end, 
your thing going with uh with uh trials and tribulations was a good thing to kind of fight against. So <laughs> it was all a secret plan. <laughs> I've been up since five in the morning, so uh yeah, I'm gonna hang up on all of you. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure and uh maybe we'll do it another one. Enjoyed it, guys. I, I gotta uh, go. Thanks too. for joining us. I'm glad. Yeah, anytime. I would. I was almost going to request that we actually break this up into two different recordings, uh, but it's not you know that bad. But no, it's uh, it'll be under three hours. Cool. Okay, guys. <laughs> Good night. Good, right. Good, Good night, hearing everybody. from everybody. Talk to everybody later on. Bye 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 bye. First, they took my TOS. Then they took my TNG Set Bon Voyage to Voyager Now there's nothing left for me Decommission DS9 Final Frontier has been finalized.
I'm uh, I'm still down here in the mail room. Kind of locked in. Uh, people haven't really been sending letters lately. 